0: And honestly, that's kind of become part of the experience, wading through a sea of choices, the excitement of finding that one thing that checks all your boxes, the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Because at the end of the day, even the perfect purchase can be made even better with great deals. And that's where Rakuten comes in. Rakuten helps you get the brands you love with the most savings and cash back. You can start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Levi's, Keels, and Petco and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The concept is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. It's truly a win-win because you can shop all these amazing brands in one place and save money while you do it. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal or go to rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
1: Hi, it's Malls. Reminder before the show to make sure that you are subscribed in Apple Podcasts. And if you're new, welcome to Please Advise Nation. Our show only works with your participation, so call 323-450-7408 with your dilemmas and life questions. Again, that's 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thank you and enjoy. Hey everyone! It's episode 189 of Please Advise. I'm Molly Masleyer, a.k.a. Malls. You can call me Malls if you want. Um, Christina Lopez is here as always, and we have a guest today. So many of you were so enthusiastic about Sarah Benencasa. How are you, my friend? I'm
2: good. They were enthusiastic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This this uh, had like cool. a big response. Like, and actually, like two people I know were like, "I want to have a good question." Like, I like, people like. Wanted to call, not even necessarily having questions, which is usually only happens for very special guests. That makes so. me so happy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm like me from Catfish came on and no one called with a specific for him, <laughs> but you got specifics. Um, you're very loved. Um, we have only <laughs> met one time in real life, and Christina knows this about me, but I was like very surprised to happened that day. I just got hit with a wave of nausea. And I was waiting a little bit. It was like midday with bad LA like, time. And you came um, right as I was like, oh, like I don't think that this is just a passing wave of nausea. Like, I think this is real. And I got up and I, I, I think I left before I threw up or I threw up and I was just like, this never happens. I'm really sorry. And it didn't, and it never does happen. And you were so nice about it. Like you weren't at all questioning were like doubting because my fear was like this is so unreal like just I- like
3: I wouldn't be able to handle
1: that. I'm meeting a person for the first time, and I'm like, I have to go. I'm sick within five minutes of getting there. Like, that's a really easy thing to
2: be a dick about. Oh, And you were so nice. thank you. Well, I grew up with with really debilitating panic attacks, so Mm. I've been that person. Although, for me, it wasn't throwing up, but there have been times when I lied and said that I threw up, but it was just that I was so anxious I had to get out of there. Yeah. And there were other times when I got really nauseous and did throw up because of anxiety usually. So it's not that I thought you were having that it's just that I get it like my dad has irritable bowel syndrome and anxiety you know my mom has her issues that I will not publicize because it's not you know I don't I don't think my dad would mind <laughs> me saying IBS and anxiety I think yeah. my mom my mom is more of a private person okay but Like grow- <laughs> now I'm like oh okay <laughs> but yeah. like growing up my brother and I you know my my brother grew up to be a psych nurse and I grew up to be someone who writes about mental health and your brother's hot Oh yeah, is he's he married? Cutie Patootie,
1: right? He is. Oh, he's hitched, but he's <laughs> yeah, a yeah. Your patootie. brother's hot. I normally wouldn't tell a person that. I think it's weird. Oh no, my but friends I remember always say being that. Like your brother's a smoke show. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like it's real. I, yeah,
2: I, I got used to it starting in like, I guess maybe it was eighth. Well, he must have been in like eighth grade. Yeah, when my friends started to be like, "Your brother's cute," and then as he got older, they were like. Your brother's hot. To my knowledge, he has not banged any of my friends, but I definitely, like, hooked up with one of his friends, which he knows because we were, like, hooking up on the front lawn. Oh, jeez. Oh. I mean, I don't know why. Our, where were my parents? Like, I had dropped out of college. <laughs> I was hooking up with his friend. Not banging him, but I was hooking up, hooking up with his friend. Who, <laughs> Mind you, I'm 21. His friend was 18. So he's your little brother. Yes. So I was like, when you're 21 and you're a girl making out with an 18 year old, that's that's a big gulf. That's not like I'm 38 now. That's gossip around town. Oh, that's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) he like, probably, I think he wanted to die, understandably. My brother, not his friend. I think his friend was like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah, he could pretty much, yeah, get even Steven with you on that. Good thing he's married. Yeah, Um, he's
2: for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, no,
1: like, so, yeah, you get it. I mean, that day it it wasn't, I don't know. Sometimes I realized later in life, I went through a period of an an incredible amount of stress and I was just like randomly throwing up two or three times a week. (laughs) And I realized that that wasn't normal, but I didn't know what it was coming from. Mm -hmm. And then when I was out of that situation, and it was happening significantly, much less, like maybe once a month um I was like, "Oh, that happens when I'm stressed, and so I think that's you know what it just becomes really difficult for me to keep food down when I'm stressed out and but I do have social anxiety i but Th- that said, I never know to stand up for myself like that. I would never duck out of something. I would literally just sit there and punish, put myself through. I'm glad it.
2: you. I was glad you did because I was like, oh, this is somebody who's taking care of herself, and I think that's a really. Oh, healthy I, I response. was literally
1: gonna. I literally went home and-, and threw up all night. I think I had food
2: poisoning or something. But it yeah, was- sometimes you gotta boot. I was I mean, afraid I was you gotta gonna boot and go. Like, I-, I mean, I, um, I feel like I've had a lot of people in my. I tend to. In the past, I've had friends who sometimes had issues similar to those that my parents did because I ch- it felt familiar to me, and so I definitely had a I've spent a lot of time with friends just who, who were having explosive diarrhea while mm-hmm. I was like holding down the fort at a party or at their house or like you know yeah because it's 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 there's this um, book about trauma called The Body Keeps the Score which is yes. very popular I, I just got it on audiobook it, yeah. um, I got it on audiobook as part of research for a thing I'm writing and. Um, but but the body does keep the score. That makes total sense. That your your second gut, your second brain, your gut. Yeah, responds I'm real into gut health.
1: I really am. I'm big on that.
2: Also, you're Irish, right? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the Irish have. I mean, I, I, I'm just saying because my dad's Irish. That's my only sample size is him, my dad, and now you. I'm like, what? but I
1: love and I love an Irish Italian combo. Like that is being from Boston. Yes, that is like, that's <laughs> like the, those are the hottest guys. When you've got Irish and Italian,
2: that's like.
1: That's almost ethnic in Massachusetts. <laughs> that's like, very that's...
2: Ethnic, yeah. <laughs> it was a little wild in New Jersey in the one square mile town where my parents got together because they went to the same high school. And they also went to the same church and there were two Catholic churches. One was at the time for the Irish and Italians. The other Catholic church was for the Polish. And then the Presbyterian church was for the Wasps. And now the town is... Largely, I think it's a I think it's a majority minority town now. So I think it's largely like um, El Salvadorans, uh, some Costa Ricans, some Dominicans, some, and so it's like largely uh, a Latinx town now. And I think there's still that divide with those churches. Like the yeah, churches are divided my, based on ethnic origin.
1: Totally, like. What country you didn't are go to Saint Bridget's. Like we went mm-hmm. to Sacred Heart. We were a Sacred Heart family. Like, if anything, it was always weird to me that there was so much weirdness around another Catholic church. I'm like, we we're all we've got here. Like, because mm-hmm. I grew up in a town that was also pretty mixed religion. A lot of people were atheists where I grew up. Like, it's very like you know, liberal Massachusetts intellectuals. Like, in, yeah. A lot
2: of intellectuals are atheists because they thought real hard about it. And we're like, that don't make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely
1: like the majority I would say for my school. Um, But yeah, uh, very interesting. And do you want to say that you're just off the bat, inc- an, an incredible friend to me also on a very I would basis. We like spend more time know with each you. other.
2: And more time with you, who oh, I just cool. met. Hi, do you like the home? best like, Can we just spend some quality time?
3: <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. I right am now. also a recovering Catholic.
2: Uh, nice. Me too. <laughs> yeah. also on East
3: Coaster, born and raised in Brooklyn. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's I'm awesome. very
2: familiar with Italians and Irish. Oh my gosh. You had to deal with Italians and Irish all the time.
3: Yeah, this is a very West Side Story. <laughs> um, they filmed the departed, the bar scenes in the departed. In my neighborhood,
2: really? Yeah.
3: The
1: That's dep-patted? why did they just the do dep-patted? it? In, why didn't they just do it in Boston? I don't know. They already had the town Miles, rented you out. You need
2: to sue them. You I need know. to Sue them. We need to sue. I'm them I'm really for this. upset. <laughs> I I love those accent. The, how the accents are a little bit all over the place in that movie, but, but it's Mark fun. Mark Wahlberg is the
3: most reliable one. Mackie
2: Mack Mac does a great job in that movie. I, I, he does a very good job. I was like Mark.
1: Yeah, he's. I you. I really respect that. Like, well, that, but like. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and and like a lot of those Boston guys, they know that you have to be from there to really do the accent and like. I feel
3: like that about Brooklyn accents.
1: I agree with you on that too. I didn't. Oh, Robbie, Robbie, did, Robbie it, yeah, did a great, <laughs> did one, a really I have to good say. job. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will say that with those movies like The Perfect Storm, I cannot watch just because the accents are so bad in in that whole movie, but. Like there was a good sprint with some of those movies like The Town and I didn't think The Departed was that I liked that The bad. Town I liked um, The
2: Town actually and not just because Blake Lively like bangs a D yeah. Um, but I really although that was part of it but also like like, iconic
1: selfie like selfie that she took that you know led to Ben Affleck getting a black eye we all remember this
2: wait what did wait hold on did I like block that out of my memory She like when there was a
1: nude photo dump right and one of her selfies was in it and it was a picture of her because she had her um, tattoos from the departed um, or sorry the town rather which was a very specific look for her and it was like a topless selfie I think and it was like pretty I guess it somehow was very clear somehow everyone knew that it was taken for Ben Affleck and the next day he stepped out in public with Jennifer Garner with a fucking shiner and and I think that alias snapped back in (laughs) alias training the alias jumped out what if it was Blake
2: Lively oh god I just like her so much she's so fucking funny as an actress too you know
1: she like was she was young do even it. if she did oh i did know, so i ben mean a dirty dog like i would not
2: be surprised i've done so much trash at a much more advanced age than she was but like what if she at first of all what if she actually sent it i'm trying to think of all kinds of like twists first of all what if she actually sent it to like someone in background who was like the great love of her life and his name was like patrick Fama, I don't know Patrick O'Reilly. I'm do. I can't do a Boston accent or like whatever. And he like now he looks at that once a day, and he's like, we loved each other. <laughs>
3: I, I mean, want to write a whole play I love about this narrative this. that you're weaving also, for this.
2: Also, like she's so hot, and like I have such a crush on her. And she's also so funny, guys. I, we've really had a nerve here you because really like I could, I I'm could talk really about her like, all her. She's so, wait, so on talented, this. so I'm funny, really but drama good too. Did you
3: see the movie that she did with Anna Kendrick? Yes, that was five oh, yeah, different movies in yeah. one, <laughs> and I loved
2: every one of those fucking five movies. But I was like the first the first movie because it was five movies for sure in for one sure i was like at first i was like i someone
3: told me they were bored watching it and i was like excuse me
2: i went through every emotion you can have i was on a first date with someone who's a sweetheart but who spent most of the the food time before telling me about his ex. And I was like, I think you're still really into your ex. Yeah. And so I was like, whatever. So we we still, he was a doll though. So we still went to the movie, of course. And I was like, I couldn't stop talking about it. I was like, I hate this. I love this. I don't like it. I like it. I was, I felt rage. I felt, I went through all, I went through all 12 steps. I wasn't sober yet, but I went through them all in my brain. I went through like all the stages of mourning. I went through probably several orgasms. I was just like- (laughs) This is an insane fucking. I've never done psychedelics, unfortunately, and but like I really felt like I was on at some kind of a very positive drug when I left.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about the Perch. Um, I've never seen the Perch. Oh, they're my favorite movies. I like I. Was like hysterical when I left the last one. Like, I was smiling ear to ear. I couldn't stop laughing. I was just, I, it was like when I go apple picking. Like, it was just <laughs> the most pure joy <laughs> that a human, the most simple, pure, his face is so good, dead right sober, dead like nothing, just like fucking go, like just in just a feast visually, emotionally, <laughs> mentally. That's, I did not. Walk, I think I was seeing a lot of movies when that Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, I was going to like I was doing two a days um at that point.
2: I Sometimes only recently I go on, saw
3: it because I was on a plane. It's a great plane movie. Oh, I'm sure it it's is amazing so on a plane. It's incredibly
2: enjoyable. So
3: Blake's wardrobe is amazing. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, she so always good. kills it though. Like she oh, she that that bitch
1: styles herself, which is the most infuriating thing in the entire world, is that she designs her own Met Gala
2: dresses. Like she is she's good at, like, she's good. I she's just, not, oh, and she lives, I love that she, like, I think they live in, like, upstate New York. They do, and, like, they travel something. together so when they do movies
1: as a family. That's
2: really cool. Yeah. That's the only way I would be able to do, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a director, not, like, a close friend, but I was, like, I was in a long-distance casual relationship, right, trying okay. to build something long-distance does not work so I was talking to my director friend who travels a lot and I was like how do you do this he's like I don't <laughs> he's like I've tried I've tried it a bunch of times it always sucks I don't know how to fix it and he I was like well how might it work and he was like well I don't know because what, what, what about when you're on set in New Zealand and they're on set in Canada and I was like your life is a bigger deal than mine right. like no I don't I don't know what that's like but I'm like I'm talking like airfare and then I'm like this dude can afford it never mind but um it's I think that the way you would have to do it would be to create a family dynamic that you replicate in an Airbnb right. in every city. And you need I would be like, okay, Ryan and our child slash children, we're gonna get we have to have a four-bedroom. I will have my office, and this is what's happening, and this is where we go to the grocery store, and our assistant lives there. I would be like really good at it so somebody rich should marry me and like I'll fucking do it I will yeah, make a that's home some for real you real rich the road. people shit oh, I, yes. and and
1: by the way I would like I love that cuz like part of me is like a natural like like I love to like take care of things mm-hmm. and like you know like I would definitely but also in my if in my real dr- my real dream in life would be like a weekend husband Oh, yeah. I really like, I've been saying this as a joke, but I'm kind of not kidding. I would love to date someone from around the Riverside area, just about, you know, about that distance, Mm -hmm. maybe not from Riverside, but around that 90 minutes away. That would be a great relationship with me because then I get to see them on the weekends or two days a week or something and they're just gone the rest of the time.
2: Oh, yeah, I could deal with that. That seems great. The U- this dude was in the U.K., which was way too far. Oh, that's unreasonable. That was just also there were other issues that I identified and was like, gotta go. But um, I so the I the U.K. I mean, is if, far. In, <laughs> if there was like if I was in a
1: marriage with someone who I wouldn't feel like I needed to do the Airbnb thing if it was someone who traveled like. For two weeks at a time to go to Japan or something. Oh, yeah. My friend's like,
2: husband travels for a bit and comes back and it's just like nice and Yeah. Fun. That can be hard too though. Like if
1: you're – depending. My, my stepdad and my mom were a lot like that because he flew a lot for work and – I was like, at that point in your life, when you're like in your late 40s and 50s, that's totally doable. Right. I think in your 20s and 30s, you need a lot more like attention.
2: You need to build a foundation too. And I think that's one reason why the long distance thing in my case didn't work. Because there was no chance to really get to know this individual in person oh, and yeah. build... And suss out issues that it took me a few months to figure out versus I would have known within a couple weeks.
1: Oh, yeah. It's really hard to start. That's a totally different – that's a totally different conversation. Starting is – like, yeah. That's – That's why the whole like Raya thing, when like you can, you can't locate it. Like you can't be just in LA. It's another reason why I don't do Raya. Not just because people on there seem like nightmares, but uh, (laughs) I would like to just marry someone very normal who only knows about Tinder. Um, but that's,
3: I, I am on hinge. I'm on hinge right now. as well. Yeah. You have to be careful hinge how you get. say that because it can sound it can't sound like I'm unhinged right now. Oh, unhinged. <laughs> also yeah. that yeah, also I that. like
2: do you like hinge? So far, I haven't been on any hinge dates, but my friend Curtis was like, Sarah, you will like hinge better than Tinder. Tinder's a real nightmare. I had to should I get Take on Hinge? On my- I mean, I'm not I dating, like it because you but- have to answer questions, yeah. questions and you get to see a little bit of someone's personality or at least what they want you to see. Yeah. And that that I find more interesting. Reminds me of and old you can school like o. that.
3: Cupid. You don't just like the photos. You can like like a specific answer right. to,
2: a, to a prompt question. So. Okay. And you don't have to add anything. But if you want to, you can add a comment too. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm just making some people feel good about their wit because sometimes I'll just like something. I'm not, you know, I'll just
3: pull it up for her so she can.
1: I can usually tell, like, I don't know what it is. I have a very good gut. I've never had a bad Tinder date because I think I have a very good gut instinct off of a picture. And I don't mean I always go for the most attractive people. Like there's some I can see kindness, I think, in pictures and a
2: different way. My friend Sabrina, our friend Sabrina is can can call it pretty well, I think. Sabrina Cognata oh. from like online stuff. Like she is oh really um good at that stuff. And I have some friends who are just good at reading certain signals because part of it is not just the way the person looks. I think you're also clocking how they have chosen to present. Right. And there's a message in that as well. I will say uh the reason I got off I was on Tinder for Two weeks a year ago, yeah, and then um, got off it. I was on a week for guys, a week for girls. Got up, got off it, and then just like reactivated it. Like I don't know, a week or two ago or something. I was on it for like five days, and it was so overwhelming. And my my wrist started to hurt from the swiping. Oh yeah, Mom. and then this like retired football player, who's like a Hall of Famer and like a Pro Bowl, you know, like a real deal like star message hit me up and invited me on a date but he invited me on a date to his home at two in the morning and i was like i think i've reached the end of tinder because i'm gonna tell my parents the story they're gonna laugh because they love football even though they have problems with various aspects of football which is good yeah um but they they do love football so i'm like they're gonna die that this that this this you know hall of fame asked their daughter out and they're gonna think it's really funny the way it happened and they're gonna be glad i didn't go but like low key there's gonna be a piece of either my mom or my dad probably my dad that's kind of sad I didn't go right. and I was right I like group texted the fam <laughs> they were like oh wait my brother was like gross and my sister-in-law was like oh my god really and my mom was like ah and my mom was like cracking inappropriate jokes and my dad my dad was like well good for you but I mean bet, bet your kid would have been good at sports and I was like I know dad there was low key part of it. I'm like, well, it would have been an interesting middle of the night possible assault situation. Right. Also
1: like in the in the event <laughs> that this two AM hookup should lead to so a romantic bad. future in which yes. you would conceive and My dad went there (laughs) and
2: my my therapist was like, oh, wow, your dad took that leap. I was like, he was kidding. He was only 60 percent kidding. There was a little piece of him that was like, oh, you guys could get married and then I could talk to him about football and you would have a grandkid who would play football. It's sweet Ah, to hear a
1: man be that delusional, to be honest, because typically it's like women who are like. Well, I went on two dates, and I think he's the one. Yeah, like, that's that's that totally your dad me. totally <laughs> no, found I know where
2: I got it from. It was no, from I know. My mom. I know. And that's
1: something that's like I crack up about it now. Just like how when I was when I was re- like, I mean, yes, I will still allow myself to get carried away, but I just was like, cr- it was chronic carried away <laughs> syndrome. Like if I met someone, I was like, oh my god, like what, what's it going to be like? Like.
2: What's gonna happen? I was just so uh, so unchill. Well, oh, I was too, and I think as we get—I mean, I'm older than you are—but I think that like as we, it, perhaps it's not to do with chronological age, just like where we're at. And I think I had an extended um, adolescence in certain ways, Lord mm. knows, but only in certain aspects of my life. And I think that the the last kind of two bastions of adolescence for me were slash are—I mean, I'm working on them actively um, spending and, uh, like love and sex. Mm. And so I feel like now I'm at a place where I don't do that. Uh, we'll you, we do that. Oh yeah. A few dates. We're definitely going to be together kind of mentality, yeah. but, um, it's taken a lot of work to unlearn that. Cause I also think that's the narrative that's pushed on us from when we're little. Maybe oh, not it's by our fairy family, but- tale
1: mentality. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, there's like total, there's a lot to that. It's like embarrassing how much it shows up. But it really is like when you think about how embarrassing it is to be a human, oh gosh. it's like very humiliating. Like, uh, in not, the, so the one yeah. thing that really sucks <laughs> about getting older is just realizing you, you're like, you're an idiot. And like, and, yeah. and like knowing that you will also realize you're a bigger idiot in like f- a few more years. Like mm-hmm. I look at me from two years ago and I'm like, wow, what a spun out loser. <laughs> and like, I know I'm, the one thing I I honestly that I feel like is very important right now is I am totally not dating. That takes up no space in my mind yeah, at all. And awesome. it's actually like, I don't really know what takes space in my mind besides like the podcast, the like stuff I work on privately and then also my Amazon store um that is a hobby gone out of control um <laughs> but like i don't really know what else i do but it all feels very like productive and self like i feel very like satisfied in myself
3: do you feel like you're missing out on anything by not dating
1: no oh, not not by not dating
3: yeah no like i like which is different from like by not having someone in in your right. life right like and i mean I, you, I purposely phrased it that way oh
1: now. yeah no you i mean you i told you i really wanted i'm i'm going for your similar mid to late 30s glow up that you had that's been fabulous like because I (laughs) I just like I feel like I need that in my life like there was a while like I just felt like a really like there was a while that I just felt like terrible about myself and like I don't feel that way but like I don't think it shows up that I don't feel that way, and I feel like, an, like a like a real like that's a great glow up age. Like I was a fat, chubby, like weirdo in in all of like basically all of my life, and um, I'm glad I was like that because it made me develop like skills and a personality. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that a late thirties glow up is like just the place to do it. It's great. Like Jen Kirkman was always like, I'm just like fuck like when she, she like Snow White. when she turned 40 like I was like you're hotter than any like 20 something I know like you're fucking killing it bitch and I had never seen someone glow up like reverse like that
2: you know and um you've been hugely inspirational to me ah, that makes me feel so good because I've been inspired by like other people so to like to pay some inspiration forward and also to inspire you because you're so fucking like Just such a like unique and hilarious individual that I've always admired. Thanks, girl. I mean, not always since before you were born because I was born before you. So (laughs) it would be weird if I was like... Like five and was like, One Yeah, day a baby shall be born. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. A child Hi, shall baby. be born unto us in Bethlehem, aka the Boston area. <laughs> and when I was
1: born, Punky Brewster was on. So, like, even if oh, like you would have been show. watching Punky,
2: so you wouldn't have okay. known. I would have been like, This is such a good program. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I, so who inspires you, or who inspired you? Yeah, who was your glow up icons? I would say, well, my friends Sabrina and Gia made me feel like I could do it. Um, that I could take better care of myself on all levels. Like they for sure were people who, because I had seen them. When you have friends who start to do it first, like I'm somebody where I'll watch somebody for two years and I'll see their habits and I'll notice their positive habits, but something inside me has to flip for me to decide to adopt it. Like I, I could, so you could sit me down and be like, all right, Sarah, here's what you need to do. Uh, eliminate um, most added sugar from your diet, uh, go to a therapist, um, uh, drink a lot of fucking water Right uh, You know shit like that basic stuff uh, We all know We know What to do But I have to For something has to snap inside me Before And I, and it's not always hitting bottom You know what I mean Like sometimes Certainly with certain things Yeah. Sometimes you just get sick of something mm-hmm. Like you're or like you're Oh hit-
1: I'm not gonna not do that anymore
2: Yeah Or you're you know? hit
1: with
3: a realization of like Oh this is a really small habit That I can just start doing And feeling better Oh like, yeah like Oh speaking
1: something. of Bish How was your new makeup routine? I haven't started it Yet. what is it gonna be well I bought Christina some products in BTW um so first of all you left your um white girl skin stuff that I got <laughs> no it a, it's a joke like the, I ordered from a company oh, right. that notoriously has bad shit like bad um they don't have any bad diversity marketing. in their line at all bad mm, terrible terrible marketing and that they have no like basically, they their shade range is awful. That sucks. Um, As opposed so, to like
2: Fenty Beauty, which has like fifty or shades or something. Which is yeah, really cool. and
1: like um or even Beauty Blender had like a big issue because they had tons of um really like white shades or like just with different. But it turns out that the woman who started the company, she is, um, I believe, she is like. Asian or something. And so that was always her concern because she's like, it's really hard for me to find a color that matches the undertone of my skin. But she didn't focus on a lot of darker foundations, which is very like it's interesting. I think the conversation around the beauty industry is so interesting and especially now because it's just so accessible and um, people are just like so desperate for any form of self-expressions and people are more accepting now. But anyway, so I got I have your Thing in here, okay. But then I realized I didn't get you mascara. But you know, I use that Ipsy subscription service. Well, yeah. then guess what showed up? Tart Man Eater. Ooh, so you Man-eater. get this, you know. Ooh. And then um, here's a little like brush really for set you. My
3: intentions here, Malls. <laughs> Another brush,
1: and then some highlighter. Basically, like Christina's had like a hugely transformative year. I don't want to <laughs> embarrass you, but Christina's like show. Yeah, she's had a lot of personal. Growth and it's been I'm in wonderful.
4: In therapy now.
1: It's yeah, fun. <laughs> it's it wonderful fun. to watch. And she's um, and so she was telling me about I don't know, like she wants to get bangs and like
3: you I'm know, Christina's doing a whole. I have thing. a curly bang.
2: We have curly hair, and we these- were
3: talking about that because every time I mention that to someone, there people are like curly bangs, and I'm like, no, it's a thing now. It's becoming mm-hmm. a trend. Like, well, yeah. I want to apologize to you because I also I'm also curly. I've had bangs,
1: so I. My thing was like I was like just make sure you know what you're getting into yeah. because Pris management. It, well, also just bangs in general are yeah. a racket. But I I really liked a lot of the pictures that like people were sending you. I thought they were great, and I was yeah. like you know, maybe I just projected my like fucking white girl bang conversation that everyone had. Just like, you know, like <laughs> my
2: white girl bang conversation, and it's a like, PhD thesis. It,
1: like it literally is like it's a cliche. It's just like it's like if something bad happens, people just get bangs or if something good happens, <laughs> they fuck it up with bangs. Like so that was like my I wanted to apologize to you oh, for that. You. But I had purchased Christina some like basically Beautiful. like some really, I think tart the brand we're talking about who does not sponsor us by in any capacity that looks really light right it actually winds up being better on her skin than you think but oh, it's really cool. light yeah, you always um, have to try it on but they are basically like makeup junior like it's like a cooler version of Clinique but like yeah. it's like very like neutral and easy and I think better than Glossier personally although I do love the Glossier um Whatever they're called,
3: stains. Yeah. But yeah. I but, like experimenting with looks. I'm open to doing that this year and just you know, like finding a new vibe or just something. Pristine. Maybe I'll like, you know, have a Blake lively vibe at the end of the <gasps> year. I I love, love that. Kevin
2: O'Quan's <laughs> book, Making Faces, his classic Classic book from the 90s, and he passed away years ago. I might be saying "Aquan" wrong. Is it "Acoin"?
1: "Aquan" is yes, right. But no, you're right. That book it's is that a book to, is
2: classic. I I find it easier than using YouTube tutorials, although I enjoy those as well, because you can go. I, I'm not having to constantly pause. <laughs> um, he offers <laughs> really basic. Um, makeup he was a self-taught makeup artist from Louisiana adopted kid gay kid who yeah. went to New York City as soon as he could he was really influenced by a makeup artist called Way Bandy who wrote his own how-to guide back in the day so Kevin it's K-E-V-Y-N he um did he was on this show that was on MTV called House of Style
3: yes I remember that show yeah he was on that all the Iconic. time he was
2: like one of the he was a sort of a precursor and sort of the, along with Bobby Brown and people like that, there were just a few of them who were celeb makeup artists in the 90s and really a precursor to like Lisa Eldridge or the Hood the of Beauty or the YouTube stars of today mm-hmm. and um, who've branched out and branded and had their lines and stuff. So I love uh, his book, Making Faces. I really recommend it because he takes different stars and friends and he, and he also takes like A flight attendant he met who he just thought was really beautiful. And he talks about how men can wear makeup sometimes too. And he's very – was very inclusive and very, like, down – he was like, I'm not really a fan of heavy makeup on children. But if for some reason, you know, you need to be on stage, like, he's just great. And also for curly hair, I really recommend my friend Sabina Yanone, who's great. I found her because uh, a few years ago – it was 2016 – I was like, I need to do something with my curly hair. I I didn't really love it or know how to take care of it or i had never learned. And I was like, shit, man, I got to do something. But Alia Shockett has great hair. So I just stalked whoever her hairdresser was. And she mentioned her in an interview and I was like,
5: jackpot Shokit
2: did it. And so I emailed Sabina and was like, hi, I know this is weird, but as if people haven't found her that way, you know, like, like, oh, like, of course. Um, and so she's great. She does house calls. Ooh. Oh, yes. And she's on Instagram as Sabina.Yanoni. And she's a very good friend of mine now. Um, but she specializes in curly hair and curly hair
5: Love care. that. Wow. She's the one
2: who taught me, like, what the fuck to do. Because, you know, my mom My mom just kept her hair really short. Um, so did my dad because they didn't want to deal with it. So, like, that's what I learned.
5: I actually
1: was having this conversation with someone yesterday. Our friend Martha. Shout out, Martha. Um, she and I were talking and I was I gave her some hair products that I had I love Miss Jessie's pillow soft curls that has changed my game it smells like fucking snuggle it's incredible um your hair smells so good for like
2: two days um I love Miss Jessie's products they're incredible mixed, mixed chicks is great too like they're these you know hair care used to be so and it still is to to an extent understandably um, used to be so siloed off to like there was the ethnic aisle which was called the right. ethnic aisle yeah and then uh, of course like you know black black salons in Brooklyn like where I used to live at least in I lived in like I guess I moved to Bed-Stuy in like 2006 or something and I remember like the black salons were different from the Dominican salons were mm-hmm. different from like the white person salons were different from and even among the asian salons it was like oh that's a japanese salon i go to a korean salon yeah, like new yeah. york is new york is so specific yeah um and and as it as it should be i think in a way like a salon can be a sacred space sacred space culturally yeah. yep, for you to connect and feel feel joy and feel at home and feel relaxed um but i think because of the internet because of youtube um and, you know, I try to tread very carefully when I talk about curly hair care because, like, it's not, you know, it's its not the same for everyone. But I think that, like, you see these aisles expanding. And so you see lines that were previously labeled as ethnic-only, like, expanding, which is great as long as we, like, continue to respect the people who founded it and yeah. right. the tradition of the culture it was founded. Because, I
1: mean, what I what I was going to say is, like, I – i my mom does not have curly hair. my curly hair does not come from her side of the family um my I have my dad's curly hair, and I don't know how men kept their hair curly back in the day, but I think um, they chopped it off <laughs> I had, really yeah I, do. I had no um i basically Except for, uh, had no uh, one taught Savage. me how to do my oh, curls like I had no one no one I just knew my mom wouldn't let me use a lot of products she wouldn't let me use heat um at all, and she I, I would just basically try and, like, brush my hair flat. Right, which does not work. No, it doesn't work. And then when finally in high school I got a job at a salon and, like, I discovered Bedhead was, like, a revolutionary yes. brand for T- me. Bedhead by T.G.? Yeah, and, <laughs> and that, would, like, had just come out. And I'm, like, so grateful for how much exists now, but, like, I had to go get that education on my own and my mom knew, like, you have curly hair, be delicate with it. But then, like, that's kind of where it stopped and – I don't, I mean, she didn't know, you know what I mean? Like it's, and I don't have like my, I have white girl hair. It's just curly. So it's like, I don't think that that, I didn't have any, Um. yeah, I don't like, how would she have known? I'm really glad I figured it out. She is just all I'm didn't saying. have like the It's experience. your own journey. Yeah. Like it. it if, if, it's, if it's a solo journey, oh my God, it's a solo journey. And then when it gets good, you're like so happy. Yeah. Like when you figure out that good curl, your product, how to take care of it. I mean, I love just like I love wide tooth combing that shit and just <laughs> love a good leave in, in dish, l- like squeezing in that product so gently and then just shh, gone. Let it dry. My hair's done.
2: That's a, what you spoke to is something. Feel that very lucky. I've like heard actually from friends of mine whose moms like if you know i'm thinking of one friend who's black uh her mom is white her dad is black and her mom was like i don't know what to do with it so she just had short hair forever and it wasn't until high school yeah. when she had other black girlfriends with hair of all different texture curl patterns cuz there's like diff- everybody has yeah. a different curl well, pattern a lot and of texture made a big that she learned of like can, yeah. and it was like a be- it was a big thing for her and then i have a friend who was um who is uh f- was adopted from uh, China by white parents and they like didn't you know they were like, We don't know what to do with your hair because, and it's kind of a different thing. I remember when I was working in a salon on Newbury Street in Boston. Love that it what was, salon? um, I don't want to say because I talk okay. about it in one of my
1: books, okay. <laughs> but I will tell you. I, about there. I wonder if because I, I, yeah, okay, actually, <laughs> I don't know if it's
2: still there, but I definitely talk about it on in one of my books because I got I've yeah, been event. in a lot of those salons. Well, and this salon it was really interesting. this is one of the rare salons that you could walk in. And if you were, no matter what your hair, texture, curl pattern or lack thereof, shade, anyway, somebody could do your hair. And they purposely did that. They were like, okay. This is the black girl from Jamaica who's going to do your hair. This is the, like, mixed dude from Maine who's going (laughs) to do your hair. This is a dude from Japan. This is some Italian fucking dude. This is some Spanish girl. This is, like, a Greek chick. This is some, like, straight-up wasp. This is It was, like, such a diverse crew of stylists, but it was really smart because on this high-end, fancy pantsy street, the Rodeo Drive of Boston, anybody could walk in and get their hair did as long as the right stylist was what? working that day and literally some days I, I mean this was negotiating this was interesting to me because as a front-end manager assistant manager oh my gosh they would be like okay so you know say like uh, a couple girls from Japan came. yeah so the like black stylist and the Greek stylist and the like a stylist would be like I can't we don't I'm sorry I don't do Asian hair it shows every mistake like the Asian stylist is not in today. You know but what I But none of the customers so got mad that. about it. None yeah. of the customers Or, like, because nobody wanted, I would just, no one would, wants a super cat. Nobody wanted their hair to get fucked up. Yeah. So they'd be like, okay, so, and we would, I would have like, it was like the United Nations of referring people from around the world and just people from different backgrounds to other salons that were open that day that could serve their needs. It was so great.
1: interesting. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. You know what? Actually, I, that was the, I, I lived in the, very, it was. I lived in the Lexington, Mass, or I worked at the Lexington, Massachusetts version of something similar to that, mm-hmm. where it was five uh, salon owners that had moved from one salon to yeah. their own, and it was like a there was a married couple in there that were so different, and like they had fallen in love on the job, and Aww. then there was this badass like motorcycle chick, And then there was this really old Italian man who made, like, charged twenty three dollars a cut and made the least money. Like you, if you went to layout, like you should have made an appointment. And then there was like this fabulous gay man. I don't even think I realized he was gay. Like I didn't even think I like knew what that was. Yeah. I just knew that like 90% of my mom's friends were that. But like I was like, <laughs> he's fabulous. I, I just knew he was fabulous. And like, oh, sort of like put it together as I got older. But um, yeah, like it is a really smart way to run a business. And it's also like just it's a great – location for i mean just that's a lot of stories it's a lot it was of stories an in one room
2: engine for stories and sometimes one of the the stylists would get really stressed and he would run across the street do a couple shots at a bar middle of the day <laughs> love that come on back you know there were drug deals going on there was also like very fancy pantsy shit going on i mean I, oh, it was really dramatic. I was such a
1: square my, the entire time I lived in Boston that I didn't even realize how, first of all, racist and drug ridden the entire state <laughs> is. I had no, I had no clue. Um, okay, is it time to do our calls? Yes. Okay, let's do that.
6: Hey, Malls and Christina, this is Emily from Texas, and I woke up feeling like shit today, and I was just wondering if you have. Well, I guess I'm asking for a Vitamins with Friends segment or if you have any kind of magic cure, supplement, or herbal something to help get over. I guess it's a cold, but I feel like shit and I can't do anything. And I feel like I've had a very unproductive day. And I've been re-watching um, Pretty Little Liars. And I don't know if you remember in season five when Arya like sneaks in to like, give back this stolen drawing from one of the patients there but this this lady goes you're a thief you know what they do to thieves they cut off their hands and then she goes what you gonna do when you ain't got no hands little girl and that almost brought me out of it but not really and I was also wondering how you feel about the new pretty little liars remake show the perfectionists are we gonna watch that or no OK, thank you. Bye. Please advise.
1: Wow. I was smiling ear to ear throughout this whole call. Um, do you before we get into the pretty little liars of it all? Um, I'll just say that for colds, I bomb myself with ginger and just wellness mm. shots like oregano oil, yep. ginger, um you, you need a lot of garlic, like um, make a garlic broth, chicken broth, garlic, drink a fucking gallon of it. Yes.
2: I went, I had a tummy ache earlier this week and I was like, what is happening to my body? And uh, so what I, first of all, sleep is medicine. Drink as mm. much water as you can. And also um, as much herbal tea, caffeine free as you can. And I specifically like to, I like to grate turmeric root. Some people, tumeric, some people say turmeric. Some um, people say turmeric. I like to grate the root. I call it turmeric. Yeah, let's call it turmeric. Some people I, call it turmeric. That, oh, that drives me Oh, that crazy. I yeah. will grate the root and I will throw it into a little teapot and I put my boiling water in there and I also will put like, whether it's throat coat or something else, I'll steep it um, like a wellness tea for 10 to 15 minutes and then I'll drink that. Gets you peeing that stuff out. But number one... Sleep is medicine. I feel like this young lady is – because she said she feels very unproductive and this indicates to me that she is somebody who feels she has to produce. Right. And so she probably has run herself down as everyone in this room I'm sure has. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah, sleep is medicine. Um Oh, not local honey, too. Get some local honey if you can. That shit's really good for you. I was going to
3: say, I usually, like, make a little tea for myself, and what I'll do is, like, I'll boil some ginger slices in water, and then I'll pour the water out or whatever and maybe get one of the ginger slices and then put some – Lemon juice yeah, and a little honey. And, and that's most all, of like, this stuff is inexpensive. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, hopefully, like,
1: there's a supermarket by you or whatever that you can get all this stuff. Most of it's fairly inexpensive, but sleep is definitely the best thing you can do. And with the turmeric, I... I just order the powder like Mm -hmm. I use that a lot, too, because sometimes it's hard to get your hands on like fresh. Yes. And that can be expensive. Yeah. Yeah,
2: But turmeric, turmeric uh, Bigelow has a a tea that actually does have some uh, caffeine in it because it's got a little bit of matcha in it. But it's also got chili powder and turmeric and something else that I really enjoyed this week. Also cut out, cut the sugar out cut the sugar out and do like a lot of broths and a lot of teas with nothing added other than perhaps honey if you need to if you got a sore throat um do all you know really go low key on your body and baby yourself like take some time to give yourself a little hug And be like, I love you. Let's go to sleep. Back
1: in the day, like when Ed and I would go out, if I was sick, I'd be like, Ed, I have to go home. I'm sick. He'd be like, take a tequila shot. It'll kill the germs. So (laughs) if worse comes to worse, you know, maybe a shot of Patron. I will tell you, I miss Pretty Little Liars every day. I know exactly the scene you're talking about. Um, I with the perfectionist, do you know what the perfectionist is? Mm. They took like the two people in the show that are basically like the savviest and most scandal ridden Mona um, and Allison, who Pretty Little Liars was basically it all revolved around Allison's
3: fictional characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: um, And uh, I think brought to us by Alloy. Possibly. Yes. Alloy they Alloy were brought to us by Alloy. Packaged book. Um, literally, like,
1: actually, fucking incredible. Every time I think about their business model, it really blows I love, my mind. I, yeah,
2: I love it. I fucking, I mean, as an author, I'm not supposed to love it, but I do. Love it's it. just <laughs> a great way to make a fuck I ton love of money. The shit that they do, and it's, also they make great stuff.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like we also shouldn't love. Real Housewives But like mm-hmm. It's it's
2: Here we go Like stories let's, are Fucking great Let's not lie to ourselves I'll go on a general At Alloy any day Let's do it Absolutely I want my water bottle I want to talk about What a fan I am Well now You know You might have a chance <laughs> I've done a couple Over the years Like every three years Like you know It's When you go in these Like general meetings Like what I think Is so funny Is that sometimes It's every three years Or four years Or whatever If you're If you're in it Trying to write TV Or trying to For me it's like Sell my books As adaptations Or get hired to write or whatever um and to try and write tv i think it's really funny because you know there's so people get there's so much turnover yeah that you're like wait did i meet no okay it was it was your predecessor oh it's, it's so else.
1: i'm so awful and in, in generals with that like i just walk in and i'm like i am face blind hi oh um,
2: yeah i have prosopagnosia i'm, I'm terrible so at that I'm shit awful <laughs>
1: and also my vision is terrible so like I it's yeah I feel terrible people I
2: worry people will think we're snobby but but we're not we just can't tell who somebody is and also I'm afraid of everyone like if anything like I'm usually just
1: intimidated like if I ever come you know like I'm usually like oh I didn't I didn't know I was allowed to keep talking to you so I just um but (laughs) I truly am like the worst like that but um do you know what what Alloy owns is gurl dot com girl really? Do you remember that from back in the day? Yeah, I was
2: very early. It was the girl explosion of, yeah. of uh, different lady sites.
1: Well, no, this was actually from like the like 1996. Like Damn, This was like really. I'm trying was to handle. remember what that life was like. Dory like early actually, web. I think Dory was involved with girl.com somehow Um, because I remember like mentioning it once and she was like oh my god you and I was like yeah I know like I was I was there Um, but anyway always great Um, the perfectionist I I honestly like and this is such like a shitty answer I feel like I barely get to watch the shows that I really really want to watch Mm -hmm. and Pretty Little Liars left a hole in my life that i don't think can be filled with a sequel like Mm -hmm. it was everything to me like i'm a 35 year old woman (laughs) like Pretty Little Liars rocked my world. Like, if you were in my life during that time, I fucking
3: apologize because every <laughs> it was hard Everything every came back. Wednesday. That's how I feel
1: about gossip, girl. Every Wednesday, obviously, you would. Everyone would get the download on what happened on Pretty. Li- I didn't care if you'd seen it or not. I needed to just tell somebody. Yeah. Like so, yeah. She would
3: go down deep rabbit holes on the internet. Oh, like.
1: I I guessed the trans storyline a year in advance. Like, would before they even fucking came up with it? I think. Like, <laughs> literally, I I was so I I was so up on that shit. Did you watch you on Netflix? I started it. I really want that with I, P
2: badge P badges mm-hmm. on it. Right. Oh, I love a, Oh, the honey Badgley. I need to get he's into hot. it. I
1: really, okay. that's, he's one of the, f- he's one of the few like celebs that I'm like, would like most can't get it. Would okay. you can He's
3: really thin on this series, but yeah, yeah. I feel like, like thin, he's married like, to you mean a, fabulous
1: not around woman, a lot. woman. No, no,
3: no. Just like, he looks very like,
1: Oh, that true. doesn't my, yeah. my other dream man's like Giovanni or okay. Yeah. Like I don't give a shit.
2: Um, I like literally I don't know if it's a clear. white man who looks like he's dying uh,
1: I don't like honestly I don't know if Great it could be structure. any more clear from my dating history I don't give a shit about looks <laughs> like, but all that said um yeah I'm not really looking forward to the perfectionist uh so it's
2: a, it's a spinoff or a I reboot think you or I have
1: seen actually sorry I meant to, I meant to answer even your question this is an example of, like, I really want to watch you. I watched two episodes and I don't know why I didn't didn't keep going. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm consuming media constantly. Mm-hmm. But none of it's the stuff that I really, like, want to watch. I am just always have noise on, like, audiobooks and podcasts. And I'm, like, just sponging information all day. But then somehow don't realize Real Housewives of New York. Like the thing that keeps my pulse going is back on TV. I had no idea till one PM that day, and what a discovery that was! Like, I I never had the rare treat. I never had the treat before of not knowing my favorite show was coming back on. Right. And I was like, oh my god! I get new episodes of something I love, and That's I have so been great. never happens to me because I'm so on my entertainment's dick most of the time.
2: But yeah.
1: Anyway, um, do we have any – should we take
2: some more questions? Yeah. Like no more thoughts here? I think This we're is good. so fun. Also, what a beautiful view from your home. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Christina, Christina and that – and the Coke <laughs> can yeah. and the Vista. All <laughs> yeah. beautiful things. And there's some – a few – vases of fresh flowers in this abode yeah and is that
3: she's cultivating a vibe for sure Oh, it's
2: fabulous and is that a katie kimmel who did that yeah i love her stuff like uh,
1: she did that of wags and honestly i love it can i say one thing about this piece of work um that i love so much that really speaks to her artistry to me As that, like, she nailed his post surgery face. It's great. Because, like, this eye is up a little bit more, and this eye is. And if someone saw that, they would think probably it was a quirkiness in, like, the style of the art. Like, they'd be like, oh, it's not supposed to be exact. No, that's actually pretty fucking close to, like, the actual symmetry and grooves of his face. Big shout out to Katie Kimmel, yeah Extremely talented. She's incredible. I was like more than happy to patronize her her art. Like she's really fucking great. Um commission a dog vase <gasps> from her.
2: Oh my god, I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm very excited for Katie. I have a, cats. I have a pancake shirt from her. It was like she did a collaboration with I Bubby's, a restaurant that, that I love in Kong New York. All yeah.
1: right. Mhm. Yeah. Oh my God, why is my face itchy all of a sudden? Big Katie Kimmel fan, oh, big Blake Lively fan. <laughs> Big yeah.
2: Katie Kimmel stand, Blake Lively stan. <laughs> honestly, stand. Oh, well honestly, this is a Babs. house of stands. This is like yeah. a house g- of
3: house stands. I've really the nicest
2: <laughs> house in Game of Thrones.
3: Just support it. I was like, you went to Game of Thrones. I was like, what ballroom are we in? Like, oh. The house of stands. Yeah. No. <laughs>
1: i Yeah. Yeah. No. I love I, Glendale. I love Glendale. We're it a big all. fan of cheerleading at this house. That's what we do. <laughs> um, Dadas, Okay. Do you want to play the next thing? I'm looking I love at this, this like piece of onion skin or something that's on the floor here. It's driving me nuts.
3: Hey malls, Christina and Sarah. This question is for Sarah specifically. I would love to know out of what you've written, what feels like it has the most foresight or unsung qualities that are relevant today? You know, which of your characters do you think are the most progressive and which could be considered most problematic? Additionally, do you have any advice on big picture things that you consider before bringing a character to life that could help a writer be more forward-thinking? One last question,
5: but it is for everyone. I need a good book recommendation. What should I pick up? Either something new or an all-time favorite and why? Thanks. Love you guys what a smart thoughtful
2: i mean first of all i'm so flattered that you would ask about things that i write but second of all what a like layered question you your people are smart <laughs> your people i'm talking like you own like the two of you own the humans <laughs> well thank you so much um i wrote a so i've published uh a few books agora fabulous dispatches from my bedroom was a memoir about suicide and the healing power of stand-up comedy it's very good oh thank you very much you have the best memoir title of any memoir title in the history of memoir yeah titles. but don't
1: read it it was written during like a very like um like transitional year no it was like i was a fucking mental hostage like it's not normal like yeah. it's not it's i wouldn't I wouldn't wreck it but it was a it was a it's a fun title The Alcoholic Bitch Ruined Your Life it's
2: such a good title holy um, shit I well, love it one know, of my all time I
1: think title. it's it literally it makes me fucking laugh so it's probably like not the best thing to attached to one's name but it makes me fucking laugh so well I, uh, I mean I can
2: that. I can relate I don't think I I was thinking earlier uh, you know I am an alcoholic bitch but I don't know that I ruined enough lives well it's <laughs>
1: just so my... hyperbolic like it you for sure you know is... what I mean like it's only something that someone who who's you're so not their problem would say about you
2: yeah yeah yeah. You know oh think? for sure because if they're saying that you're giving a different you're blaming everything on somebody else right somebody going that alcoholic bitch ruined my life but it's like what are you doing sir Um, uh, what's your deal it's, sir it's
1: just such a it's such a boy it's like it's so it's just so funny to me it's like what like what else you know I don't know. So anyway, keep going. Oh, sure. who's your progressive? Who's your your regressive?
2: I would say, um, so my second book is called Great. My third book is called DC Trip. And my fourth book is called Real Artists Have Day Jobs. And then I wrote a joke book called Tim Kaine is Your Nice Dad. Um, I think that in Great, Great is a young adult novel that is inspired by and a response to Gatsby. Mm -hmm. So it's about Mm -hmm. two young women it's contemporary. They're teens and they're in love or in lust. Uh, one summer in the Hamptons, which the Great Gatsby is not based on the Hamptons. The Hamptons were not the posh place to be well, at, the, at the time. No, no. It was on Long Island. But I, I forget. East Egg and West Egg are based on something else. They're not East Hampton and West Hampton, which a lot of people yeah, think. Yeah, the Hamptons but not. were not. Um, they were not at that time. They were time like Malibu. Yeah, this reigns. was this was something uh, a different part of Long Island. It's close, but not there. But um, I uh, so I wrote this sort of response homage. It definitely owes a lot of love to Gossip Girl. It owes a lot of love to all that kind of I've soapy genre. It's fun, but if, you know you've seen Pretty Little Liars, so you have seen Gossip. Right, Girl. You right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like much love to both of them, but yeah. they're covering some similar. Territory. Gossip Girl wishes Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it in that book you've got these two queer teen girls and the book is overwhelmingly white um and it is i like the book i'm glad the book is there it's been optioned for the second time for tv i hope it gets made and what i've heard from accidentally going into a place that had just been pitched i'm not attached to it other than like whatever producer role i would get but um what I have heard about the way they're pitching it, and I don't know if this is true, is that it's like uh, uh, more of a diverse modern world than I had written, which is great. That's what it should be. Because it. it, I would, first of all, I would have made it more diverse. Second of all, not in a tokenistic way. I mean, it just would have been more fucking interesting and reflected our world better. Second of all, and part of that was because I was trying to like be so. Cl- I don't know. It was stupid. Second of all, and I like the book, by the way. Go out, read it, buy it, whatever. Um, but the second aspect is that. I would not have leaned into the um, tragic lesbian trope so much. Okay. but like, well, now this dyke has to die yep. because yeah. she likes girls. And that's not <laughs> what's presented. She's not it dying. It happens
3: on TV so much. Yes, it happens
2: on TV so fucking much. And she's not, you know, I'm giving major spoilers, obviously, but hello, you saw Gatsby or read Gatsby. Um, it's, it, she, it's not, her queerness is not, or her ostensible queerness is not why she dies, But I understand how it can be read that way. And a few readers pointed that out to me. And I was like, damn, you're fucking right. Um, Also, there's one character in there who's portrayed as like the good lesbian who conforms more to our concept of what – a lesbian quote-unquote was supposed to be, which is like not performing femininity in the yeah. exact way is more like dykey and butch. And that's not cool either, even though I love that character. <laughs> that character is fucking awesome and is the voice of reason. Yeah. Kind of like the Greek chorus. Um, so there's different things about it that I would change because I just, my understanding of the world is is better than it was when I, think I wrote our it. I
3: understanding of queerness is significantly mm-hmm. better than it my was. My understanding of my
2: own queerness is yeah. more yeah. advanced and more... You know, it's funny to say this because I was in my 30s when I wrote it, but, and I'm in my 30s now, but I guess I wrote it six years ago or something. And, um, yeah. So that you
1: change a lot. I
2: times, would change.
1: The times have changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's a lot of Which is easy, like, where
3: you're excuse- willing to, like, dig deeper into experimenting or, oh, like, 100%. investigating.
2: 100%. I think I'm a better storyteller too. Mm -hmm. I think I just couldn't, I couldn't stick the landing with certain things so I just didn't try and I kind of wish I had tried because even if people had read it and gone, oh, she's trying too hard to seem, I don't, to seem like down. uh, It's still like, that's a noble effort rather than just be like, oh, whatever. Um, As far as a a book that I think starts to get it more correct, I would, I think my, my, uh, probably DC Trip, which is an adult book about, to teens, or, or some, it's about a high school field trip to Washington, D.C. You've got these 20 something teachers and then these students that starts to get, and, and they ha- go on wacky hijinks and adventures that starts to get into better territory. And then I think real artists have day jobs, which is nonfiction, starts to express things in the way that actually reflects, I think, a more mature and yeah. lo- loving and compassionate worldview, I think.
1: I thought that was like, yeah, that like, I thought that was just such a great concept in the tr- like laying out the truth in such a clear and way. Like, thank you. Thank honestly, you so truly, like, yeah, it's just the truth. It's just the, the damn truth. Um, Look, she wanted a book recommendation. A book thank recommendation. you all, by yeah, the way. I pulled out it. my Audible.
2: Oh, I love Audible so much. So, the Body Keeps the Score is what I'm yeah. about to listen to on yeah. Audible.
1: Uh, Dirty, sexy politics by Megan McCain is the book that I most recently completed. Um, it was a fun, honestly. Like if you want some like old Palin tea from someone who's a little bit bitter, like she did, kind of like keep it a little fast and loose in this. Like definitely still like a Politico about the whole thing. Like she's got her whole thing, but like she, Megan McCain. She spills that tea. That, pale spills in that tea, that palin
3: tea. What can I get my phone? Sorry, oh, well, let's all look at our phone. I need to like look at my phones. This is yeah. so fun. Um, I, I do actually don't say... do audible a lot just because, like, I listen to so many podcasts for my mm. day job and I do side podcasts that I'm like, I, I need to actually just read and not look at a screen. Or something. Yeah,
1: it's like. good, it's good for your eyes. My That's physical books a... are all like, I have to see something to remember that I read it. Um, oh, the cons- uh, conspiracy, the Ryan Holiday book about Gawker. Um, it's uh, that must be very. Sorry, it's called conspiracy. Peter Thiel, Hulk Hogan, Gawker, and the Anatomy of Intrigue. I mean, this is like you know someone who I feel like I kind of grew up with, and then you know grew up at in a lot of ways when I being a part of Gawker. So um I just find this fucking fascinating and. Um, the long haul of it. Oh yo, one book that comes up a lot. Um Columbine by Dave Cullen is oh, fantastic. Uh,
2: it has a haunting cover also. Yeah. Um oh, I gotta say, uh, let's see. This is so this is if you want something some real self-helpy shit. Um it's real, like corporate white man, like reading group shit. Like probably I have one of those Lynch. In right now. They like have a book club or some shit. Yeah, uh, Atomic Habits by that's James Clear. Really? Oh, that's the no way. That what? oh my god, we're meant to be friends. That's so funny. We I mean, just because we're two old white men <laughs> who have a really solid four hundred one k, and we need to like talk about it. I just attended that's leadership really training, funny. and that it. it got recommended. It's good in that it's leadership honestly training. Honestly, good. And, and it is, yeah, will you send me
1: a link to it? Yeah. I need to. I'm I literally reading it right now the power of habit bag.
2: he he relies in part on he does a lot of research it's very good it's by James Clear the power of habit which is a slightly earlier book by Charles Duhigg is great that's what got me to start drinking a lot of water and finally made me realize i needed to talk to a nutritionist to learn how to feed myself that was part of your that's part hoping. of the part of the glow up I'll, oh big recommendation here circe by madeline miller c i r c e like the character from Greek mythology. Oh, so it's, it's like from Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh, uh, no, 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 no. Um, Cersei from Greek mythology by Madeline Miller. The book is wonderful. The audiobook is narrated by Perdita Weeks, who has the most mellifluous, posh British voice and oh, I love does that. such a beautiful job. You hear the character grow. You hear the way... The way a lot of times, audiobook narrators, oh, like gosh. if it's a man, it's the worst because they'll be like, so... Then we looked at this example. It's from Magda, age twenty-five. I like boys; they're great. Like they go into this like shitty voice. It's not quite a falsetto, yeah. but it sucks. Cersei Perdita Weeks does such a brilliant job. Whoever fucking directed this audiobook did a great, great job. So good, love it. Bad love blood
1: it too. Uh, I know everyone's reading that right now, but it's just the tea on Elizabeth Holmes is so hot. I'm going to pee. I'm going to put my I mic have, down. Do you <laughs> mind going off on
3: books without me for a bit? Yeah, I can no, do that. I mean, feel like you guys are, yeah. have a
1: good momentum.
3: So uh, one book I would definitely recommend for anyone to read at any point in time is uh, like Water for Chocolate. <gasps> That's one of my favorite books of uh, all time. Wait, it's,
2: um, uh, in Spanish, it's like what? It's Como Agua, Como Agua para,
3: para, ch- para chocolate. chocolate.
2: Ah, so sexy. The it movie is, it is, is sexy.
3: A, I honestly, my dream someday is that whether or not I do it or someone else do, does it is a mini-series for Netflix. I think that's a great idea. Yeah.
2: Because also that book lends itself to like a kind of, it's it's not a telenovela, but it lends, It's magic but it, realism. But it's magic. It, yeah, it's magic realism. Which is but like it's one of my But it's dramatic and soapy and yeah. like, oh, And like so,
3: romantic and sexy. You and could like, do it in
2: like a sweeping kind of Lonesome yep. Dove miniseries yep. style. Or you could make it very, you could make it, it shouldn't be campy, but you could make it campy if you wanted to. There are
3: campy elements of that story. Mm-hmm. And it's also just ridiculous. Like it, every chapter starts with a recipe because it's so food based too. And so there you can have a lot of great cinematography with that. Mm. Um, and I always, whenever I think about like food movies, I always think about that Sarah Michelle Gellar. It was a terrible movie that she was in which she played a chef. What? and It was like magic. She was also magic. Oh, she was in, like a witch. She was like a
2: witch chef. and like her food would get infused with like whatever emotions that she was feeling or like yeah i'm gonna make my friend watch that with me i'm gonna be like (laughs) we need to watch that he's been on an erotic thriller kick and i'm gonna be like guess what happens now buddy we're watching this (laughs) magic program it's from like the mid-90s oh i love a good 90s movie it's just like a forgotten movie
3: Um, But yeah, I just really, that's like one of my favorite books of all time. Um, I've been reading um, Her Body and Other Parties is really good because it's a short, a collection of short stories. Who wrote it? Carmen Maria Machado. Okay. Or Machado. There you go. Um, Do you speak Spanish? It's not great. (laughs) <laughs> Do you read in Spanish ever? Not really.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean yeah. I, I wasn't raised- It's a
3: very Gene the Virgin situation where like my grandma can talk to me in Spanish and I'll understand, but I'll respond to her in English. Well that's
2: because we our our language center, we what <clears throat> the That the part of our brain, like I think, I I don't know a ton about this, but when I I went to, so I got my master's degree. The reason I moved to New York City and lived there for a while was because I got my master's degree at teacher's college, the very creatively named grad school at Columbia for education. And we learned a little bit about language acquisition and, and absorption and all that. And like that little bitty part of our brain that we use to generate language is like I think it's next door neighbors too but not the same as what we use to like comprehend it yeah they're interrelated but so just because you might be able to there are people who can like understand like you know anything but to generate it is hard and yeah
3: to conjugate verbs live is that really my strength I can't (laughs) do that shit
2: I can if if you gave me like I was a Spanish minor I don't remember shit but if you give me a relatively like Sixth grade level piece of writing. Yeah, I could take a long time and puzzle it out yes, slowly. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes. And but, it's like also, yeah, I'm like second or third generation American, mm-hmm. depending on how you count it. So I'm a little bit different than oh, a lot wags, of other people. Why you
1: stink, dude? <laughs> but her body
3: and other parties is great because it's a short story collection. I love a short story collection because that's like you can pick it up, put it down, and like always mm-hmm. revisit it later because you finish the short little story in it. I love um, it. There's a collection of essays um, in a book called Thick. It's by Tressie McMillan.
2: Yes, I I write a column for Longreads, longreads.com every right. month where I pick a specific theme and last month's theme was lab- I think it was called labor pains and it was about um labor and delivery in the United States. And I used an excerpt from that that was an essay. It was heartbreakingly beautiful yeah. and sad.
3: Yeah. I really enjoyed her. She's so cool.
2: She's very. Good. Hi, Tracy. Dr. <laughs> Tracy. <listening>
3: <laughs> but yeah, um, I've also been reading like salt by a, a poet whose name I'm completely forgetting right now. Um, White Fragility was a good book about talking to white people about racism that was written by Robin D'Angelo that I really
2: enjoyed. Who was what's the last name of who Robin what's Robin's last name? D'Angelo. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: That I, I really enjoyed that. Um and I always like want to encourage people to like get familiar with Dorothy Parker. Yes. Because I think she was like roach. so brutally witty mm-hmm. in a way that's like inspiring in terms of thinking about comebacks and also just like i don't know i find her writing
2: really sharp and fun there's a book that i read i forget what it's called i think it's called bobbed hair and bathtub gin or something like that yeah. some shit like that and it's about um four women including her and edna St. Vincent malay and uh so dorothy barker Edna a savings malay uh who else zelda fitzgerald and one other person who i can't remember right now and it's about them and like their lives and dorothy parker had a hard she dealt with some shit
3: yeah it was she had a hard life and then Mm -hmm. i think she left all her money to like civil rights um
2: i believe she left it to the naacp yeah i think she left everything that she had which is fucking dope yeah so she turned out all right in the end but she was all right along the way i stayed (laughs) at the algonquin hotel no way just to be there I did it was I was still drinking so I sure did, did I had several martinis <laughs> I was it was interesting I was like it was so wild because I was like wow a lot of people here don't know the history of this place and I know, some people so very sad. clearly do yeah and it was it's cool it's great staff that's very well trained and educated in the history of the place so it was neat wow
1: that's we really, dope. we
2: really went to town on this literary shit. Thank yeah.
1: you. Speaking the of questioner. books, um, I won't be reading any for several months coming up because they're fucking airing the R. Kelly trial on television, <laughs> wow. and I am going to, as I tweeted, die of untreated bed sores during this process. Like you, it's very rare we get like a Casey Anthony
2: summer or like an OJ moment. This is a real, this feels like that very much. So
1: I wanted that so badly with Chris Watts, but he pled guilty. Like he admitted he did it, um, which is, I guess, good. Um, but, But I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to watching this R Kelly trial. Where will they show it? Um, probably on like every station. Yeah. I mean, it's probably like Court TV is. All, if do they still have Court TV? Is it it's
2: True TV. Now? Oh, True, oh, true TV. yeah, and, and True probably, doesn't do that anymore. They'll probably
3: think. maybe like. I, I mean, think they might be transitioning back to doing that because really? the true crime genre is such a thing yes. now. So I think they see the potential. True TV has
2: done such great original programming. I for love comedy Adam Ru- ruins
1: everything. It's also, it's the Everything. Also, this is such a relevant oh, trial that yeah. it would be ridiculous. To not like it would be bad business to not run this, basically.
2: Mm-hmm. It's so, I mean so many
1: people are gonna want to watch blessings it.
2: Blessings upon that judge in whoever the hell is gonna be <laughs> the, the judge in, in, in the judge in Chicago and the jury, yeah. If it's going to jury trial, like Jesus. I mean, bless oh, those God. people I and mean, protect how? them. Keep them and protect them sane, please. Do you wanna do another call?
5: Yeah. Hey Malls, Christina Wags and guest. Long-time listener. Love the pod. Um, So I'm calling for some advice on therapy. I'm 26. I'm from Brooklyn. Hey, Christina. Um, And I just started law school in Philly. And so I'm in my second semester. And it's just been a struggle. It's really stressful. It's really challenging. I just feel like I don't get it yet. And everyone else seems to have gotten it so far and it's normal to be stressed here like everyone has so much going on and there's a ton of pressure academically to get a good job and recruiting and networking all the time it's like you know a crazy environment um especially the first year but i just feel like i still feel like extra sad about things and unmotivated and you know i decided to seek out like the free counseling services they have on campus and I just called and made an appointment So for next week. Um, and so being like the typical law student that I am, I'm like, okay, well, I need to prepare for therapy because I've never been to therapy before. And I mean, it's like it seems a little silly, but I don't know. I just, you know, what what should I expect? Like, what, how does it work? Um, or just any advice you have about starting therapy. um Like my family is very repressed emotionally like we don't talk about our emotions or feelings and i feel like that's just my natural inclination to just like push everything down inside and then when i'm alone and like feeling all the pressure i'll just like cry uncontrollably like by myself or with my amazing boyfriend who i just feel like i always have like emotional breakdowns in front of and it's just like not fair to him um Anyway, so any advice you have will be appreciated.
1: Well, here's the deal. You hired her. So basically, like, she has a job to do. And that's even if you show up with no idea what to say at all, she's going to get this out of you. She's used to people that go in very prepared or people that come in with a whole bunch of stuff and don't know where to begin. So, like just relax because you guys aren't going to sit there in silence if you don't do homework for this. Right. I would say, honestly, just come in with some bullet points, like go like it's like you don't have to start with like, well, the day I was born and then, you know, you don't have to go through some sort of chronological timeline or have like a one specific goal. Just be like, hey, I'm having a hard time in law school. I'm from a repressed family. I have an awesome boyfriend, but I feel bad because I take stuff out on him. And the therapist will basically like, sometimes they'll ask you to prioritize your issues. Like, what do you need to work on today? And, and sometimes like you start to get better about going home and thinking about stuff and it'll hit you and you can bring it up differently or whatever. But don't like... You're paying someone to help you. Mm -hmm. So if you were like cleaning your house for if you hired a house cleaner, like don't be that asshole that's cleaning for two days before they get there. Like enjoy the house cleaner, you know, and that's why this person has a degree
2: yeah you know? and your tuition is going to help pay also I would say that first of all congratulations on doing your 1L year 1L fucking sucks my best friend is a lawyer um, her 1L year she was displaced from her college in her, her law school in New Orleans because of Hurricane Katrina so they all had to live in Houston so you could have a lot and drink worse. a lot and so your 1L year is supposed to break you and supposed to fuck with you they're trying to weed people out it is in Inherently abusive and the other people around you a lot of the people in law school really want to be actors And they really want to be performers and they really want to be stars and they are great at pretending everything's okay And it's not if you don't feel you that you fit into the culture of your law school Congratulations, it is not a healthy culture. Yeah, and a lot of people feel that way and that's okay, and they're hiding it um the, there, It is by no means a demonstration of your lack of willpower, your lack of intelligence, your lack of adaptability, that you're struggling in 1L, you're supposed to be. Um, and so congratulations to you for being such a sweetheart and being so brave as to call and leave that message. And big ups to you for being smart enough about yourself and being like, hey, I need some professional help. I don't want to use my boyfriend in this way. He's a doll. That's great. Yeah. But you're being very smart. That's a
1: very like you are helping yourself out there in a big way because like you, yeah, you're catching yourself spoiling something you don't want to spoil. And I think that that's really great. And also you just don't when you really love someone, you don't want them to hurt. I will say one quick thing just in my experience about like student to student therapy or whatever. It's. You you might need to, like, try it out with a couple people. Yes, more. shopping, shopping, yeah, test drives. Yes. They are um, – if it is, like, student-to-student therapy, which is what I did, it's – first of all, it, it feels a little bit different than a formal thing because you're sometimes just in a different office at your school. So you're like, I'm still at school. Like, this feels – should I really be saying my secrets within these walls? Like, can this – is this person – it can feel a little bit uncomfortable just as someone yeah. who did that. So – you might need to you might need to try out a different a few different people, and also maybe look into if there's any option for, you know, maybe someone off campus. What are you? Sliding sliding I'm sorry, scale? I just had
3: a flashback to my like when I went to my counselor in therapy when I was in college, and she I remember I just remembered her asking me, "Do you think you're gay?" And I ah! I, I dismissed it very quickly, and I was like, "She picked up on something." I was yeah. very much in and also about, like can they ask me. you that? Like that's I think she was asking like a- I, I was having problems with my sex life and so it was Oh.
5: Yeah. Wow. So in context, maybe you, it wasn't so, like, harsh. for, like, going in and telling uh, sh-
1: another student about your sex
3: life. Like, I went to
5: oh, therapy like to talk about. Oh, she was, like, older and, like, I think oh. she was a
3: legit counselor.
5: I, like, talked
1: about how my boyfriend and I were fighting. Like, and yeah. it was it probably was n- not at all about that. But, like, that's, like, what I went in under, like, this relationship is stressing me out. Yeah.
2: And you may be, to the to the questionnaire, you may be sitting down with someone who's in the school of social work at your university, it may be someone who's, um, looking for putting in their hours under a supervisor to get their degree in psychology. They may be getting their LCSW. Uh, I don't know if you're doing talk therapy with someone who's in the psych MD program. I very much doubt you are, but it could happen. Um, so go in there with this attitude You would test drive a car. You'd test drive a couple cars. Yeah. So if you, if this counselor doesn't feel like the right match for you, you can ask your counseling center to try and match you with someone else. And it is not a personal insult and no one should take it that way. Or thank God you are in Philly. You are in a city that has some great mental health providers and you are in a city that has some people who work on a sliding scale, especially for students. Totally. And people know that law school is fucking expensive. So you can go in um, and say, like, here's the deal. Here's what's up. Like, I need... And if you lied and you're not really in Philly and you're in fucking New Haven or whatever and you were like, I don't want anyone to know I'm at Yale. Congratulations. You're going to be a white president man one day. Um, But, like, you know, wherever you are, uh, look for providers with a sliding scale. And you can ask for referrals from friends of friends. Yeah. You can... If you are a member of a particular faith group, I would encourage you to... Uh, look for some, if you need a referral right rather than simply going for pastoral counseling which has a lot of value to it if that yeah. works in your in your culture and in your belief system you can also ask for referral to someone with again you want licensure right you're not yeah. looking for just a life coach that can be very helpful you're looking for an lcsw you're looking for uh i don't know there's uh licensed marriage and family therapist there's it depends but um you know you can there are other people out there if you need to schlep to bucks county right. you make that shit you need to go to Langhorn. you can fucking go to sesame place ride the rides <laughs> go to some county. i want to go to sesame place it's oh fun. sesame place is so cool yeah. i matched with someone on some dating app and i was just like do you go to sesame place all the time and i think they never talked to me again but that's fucking fine because that means they didn't go to sesame place all the time so they're broken
1: yeah. right
3: <laughs>
2: that's good
1: it's like yeah yeah god god will lead
3: you exactly having just gone recently through this there were other couple steps that i also want to highlight too because i was looking for something very specific when Mm -hmm. i was trying to find a therapist i wanted it to be a woman i wanted it to be a person of color and Mm -hmm. i wanted someone who was dealing with like queer issues Mm -hmm. um and so I actually found that psychology
2: today actually has a really great database. Yes, that's how I found my addiction therapist. Yes,
3: it has a really mm-hmm. great therap- database of therapists and psychologists. Um, and you can pare it down by like what insurance, if you want a sliding scale, uh, if you want a woman, uh, what kind of issues they they would address too. So like they might specialize in anxiety and depression, which is two things that I also struggle with. And also like you can narrow it down to like a specific zip code, a specific area. And it was just a really great – and you could see all the information including like what their – a little summary of what their practice is but also what kind of therapy they would do, which is to my next point is like Mm -hmm. I knew going into my therapy situation that I was looking for a cognitive behavioral therapist. Big fan of a CBT. Yeah, CBT CBT therapist, which is more focusing on like learning your – uh, like how your brain works right. and learning to rework how your homework. thinking works I love homework yeah, Ooh,
2: yeah I love homework and so I also am
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm also an atheist and so I knew I didn't want someone who had like God or faith based or like whatever in their description or how they approach their practice sure. because that would be a most big people don't have that though right like mm, you'd be surprised there were a couple there are a couple a who couple were like, right but not it like, was like almost every three or four
2: jesus
1: wow. that yeah. feels like uh an ethical issue
2: i'm glad they disclose it up front though yeah i have a friend who went to see a, a i would you know, visit a you in conversion
1: camp though yay
2: <laughs> i have a friend who went to a counselor a counseling center um through their insurance and they were re- intake referred to somebody and in the first session he talked about how he voted for trump she and she was like what are you gonna grab me by the pussy oh. and that's not her therapist <laughs> no so yeah you want to find somebody also if if you're somebody with a background of um of trauma that can range sexual assault witnessing mm-hmm. some fucked up shit as a kid uh emotional abuse what have you like you may want to look for what's called a trauma-informed therapist who if they list themselves as trauma-informed they may be someone who has specially trained in dealing with trauma that's um, what i need that's a trauma-informed therapist can be like amazing, like I Mm -hmm. have never seen one, but I've just heard from friends that it can be really awesome. Um, You can also, if you're like, it sounds like she's looking right now for like her kind of entryway. And just don't be disappointed if – go in. Go into this like it's a first date with somebody who seems nice. That's what I'm saying. It's
3: like dating because you are emotionally opening up to someone Mm -hmm. who could potentially not work out.
2: Yeah, you can – you you know what? If you feel good about them, if you feel safe with them but you're just not sure about the therapy or whatever – Go two or three times if you can afford it and then make your decision.
3: I had a friend that was like perfectly fine with the therapist, but he wasn't having like an emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, I don't think they were either not digging deep enough for him or he didn't feel like he could be emotionally vulnerable with his therapist. So he tried a different one. And it ended up like the first session he was like sobbing.
2: And it's like it's not and, and that doesn't mean that like I changed a therapist and it wasn't this therapist was rad, but they were just more of a listener and an affirming and a very sweet, like warm presence. And I needed that for a time. But then once I, you know, eventually uh, I started making other choices in my life and was like, all right, I'm ready to dig into some other shit. That's like, that's cool too. And if, listen, if, if you can find somebody who fits for you on campus, that's awesome because it can be really free or cheap, which can be great.
1: I think also too, that right now, like, what you might be starting off with and what I hear in your voice is like, you seem type A and you seem very stressed. That's how and you got to law school, exactly. type A. And now it's like, ah! And that could just be something that you need to talk out with someone. Like, you know, it, uh, the, all the options are there if it is something much deeper. But if this is about like stress management for you and sort of like, you know, just like dealing with what the current state is – that's okay, too. I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. when there's conversations about therapy, people really start to overanalyze and think like, well, I, do I have trauma? I don't have trauma. Maybe, maybe like, you know, maybe I'm not right for therapy. Like, I don't have issues like that. Everyone should be in therapy, even if you're just like – You know, it's up to you. But my opinion is is that as many people want to be in therapy, want like they can all be there. You all deserve your yoda. And oh
3: yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. It goes back to that thing about trauma. Like I had minimized mine so much where I was like, Oh, it's not as bad as like other people. And it's just like, well, no, it affected me enough where I have to like honor the way that it affected right. me, I'm and, not minimize it.
1: And if you discover something like that, I I think it's great that you're in the right place to do that. But also you might it might not be some for some people, if I don't know if it's that deep. I know for me it does. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure for everyone in this room, mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff runs deep for us. But some yeah. people might need Sometimes to jog and do your eyes. Sometimes I'm just surprised at how much some people like they do they talk it out and then they you know dust themselves off and they get right back in the world can't relate
2: but like i <laughs> it's at like all, confession for some, yeah. people it's like old school catholic confession where they go in I mean granted it's different because in Catholic confession you're like so bad talking to a a paid employee of a huge corporation
3: but like in this case I always had to do my confessions face to face we didn't have that booth oh Oh, yeah yeah. we
2: we didn't have the booth either I'd I'd be like like, I swear sometimes and I don't listen to
1: my mom always like I had nothing to confess I'd make
2: shit up I'd be like listen you repressed person who may be acting out your worst desires on innocent people I'll make up a lie to you and they'd be like all right. go fucking say some magic words I'd be like thanks dude and so yeah so okay <laughs> confession words. is a bad fucking example but it, it's the ritual I guess is what I'm trying yes. to say for some people going to therapy each week each month whatever is a ritual of release and relief and once they do it they feel great and yeah. it's cool it doesn't have to be super deep also I had a, a therapist who would write me a prescription it was like a ritual we went through would write me a prescription to take a walk yeah. I was like, if you do, if you put this on this piece of paper, I'll do it. And we were like, all right, we devised this thing. And that helped a lot. Yeah. And it may be that you may be need to be supported in your choices for exercise. Because
1: yeah. as you said, like, like it's it is true. Like a lot of people at law school, like you might just be you might I, I'm i very similar in some ways where I if this is the case where I see everyone else around me is like holding it together that I assume that that's just true of who they are mm-hmm. and that it's not true of like me at all. Like they are on a different intellectual, moral, whatever plane. Yeah. And I realize like, oh, people just aren't as honest as me. Like everyone, like everyone, like sometimes when people start talking, I'm like, oh, your life is Fucked up. Like, (laughs) I wouldn't do any of that shit. That wouldn't even occur to me. But, like, I don't present that way. Maybe you're just very honest in your presentation. And, like, that's just sort of how you show up. So you're comparing yourself to people that are fucking pathological liars. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's
3: there's something to be said for that. Yeah. And the other thing I would add is that, like, you don't have to go in there like, wanting to unearth some sort of deep-seated childhood trauma or some sort of big event that happened to you or, like, some sort of big, like, major depression. You can go in and be like, I just had this situation. I didn't like my reaction to it, and I don't know why I reacted this way. Like, let's just spend this session unpacking that. Start there.
1: Like, if you want to know where to start, start there. Because I've gone into therapy and told them before and said, when I – You know, if I was like in the middle of a very busy time in my life where I needed to show up emotionally, I would say like, you know, I can't, I can't get that deep right now. Like for the first couple months, we need to take this slow and just sort of get me through certain day to day things that really bother me, and then we can go deeper when you think, when I and when you think I'm ready for that, Mm -hmm. because. You know, you don't have to go full blown. You don't want to bring anything on that you're not ready for. Like it sounds to me, like you just have, yeah, stress management. I think we're repeating ourselves at this no, point. Let's, <laughs> let's
2: get your head above water before we worry about why you're drowning. Oh, yeah, thank <laughs> let's get you. Get your head above water first. We get you breathing. Your heart rate will be down. Your let's start inducing the stress res- or the uh, relaxation response, and then later we can be like, oh, well, it what well, it turns out. That you are jumping out of a boat when you're drunk. Right. Let's look at that. Like, <laughs> right. You know, let, get your head above water. So it's kind of like with. All right, with with like, let's say your leg was broken. I wouldn't go, Malls. Why is your leg broken? What right. choices are you making? I'd be like, fuck, dude. Let's get you to the hospital. Then later we can talk about maybe not unicycling, uh, down you know your block while intoxicated. Sure. That's a thing we can talk about later. Right. <laughs> I right. think therapy can be like that too. I'm not that active. Um,
1: I was going to ask you, speaking of stress, and I have to ask because it's killing me. Do you have a credit card in your the back of your phone?
2: Yeah. Ooh, some people do. It's very exciting.
1: And my ID. Oh, is- look at that. But the amount of anxiety that that gives me, Why? I can't begin or end because you're fucked if you lose one of those things. I mean, that's <laughs> how my cousin, a real, my wild cousin millennial artist, experience. My cousin, who's like a little bit of like a hippy dippy artist, came out here and threw away her phone and ah! had her ID and credit card attached and had to have like a
3: letter written from like she works in politics. So I will say I have alternate IDs. I do have a passport. So I do take that with me when I travel in case I lose my my ID, my wallet because I actually did lose my ID at the airport. Yeah.
2: I have a lot of bad I once pulled out my weed card uh because I forgot that I, I I was really tired. It was like 6 a.m. in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh. uh not a great place to. I'm going weed for card the first instead time. of my ID. Oh, my parents have a place in near October. there. Really, it is
1: beautiful. Yeah, I'm really excited to go. I've always wanted to. Let me you know when.
2: Let's let's maybe we can go hang out and I'll stuff. It's there a beautiful for like place. Four
1: days, and I got like a. Fucking sick hotel room That's
2: awesome Charleston is a beautiful Strange Romantic Sexy Fucked up place
1: I'm so excited I'm a big Southern Charm fan too So oh I feel my, like
2: my sister-in-law was like Are we gonna see them I was like I don't know I think she saw one of them They're
1: incredibly around From what I've heard But it's embarrassing To me to think like I mean I wanna see Charleston Certainly not just Because of the show Oh my god But go, I love the show Go see i go on ghost tours Oh um, I love ghosts I'm not afraid of them I really am not I don't think there's any race <laughs> Reason to be afraid of ghosts. Um, do you want to take another call or Let's do you want to keep going through your Instagram, Christina? What kind? Of- oh, <laughs> I just accept- got
3: no, I got accepted by the curly hair person. Oh, Sabina, we talk- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's Sabina, a-
1: I, have Sabina no, really have, I don't have a right, nor would I really yell at you. Okay, this is a three minute one, so Damn. buckle the
3: fuck she- up. Yeah, she goes a lot of places. So,
4: hi guys. Um, I'm going to try very hard to be precise right now. Uh, okay, so uh there's this guy who's my friend. We've been friends for, like, eight, ten years, something long. Like, good guy, has helped me move, whatever. He's also, like, I know his past girlfriends who, like, are not necessarily uh, my friends, but we, like, kind of became friends because we all would kick it together or whatever. <coughs> um, so we ended up hooking up in december twice and it was like fun and hot <laughs> and he's kind of like uh, it happened just drunkenly and like he hasn't really like pursued anything um beyond just a hookup however i saw him this past weekend like and i was good with it not being more than a hook like anything more than a hookup, you know. Like, although he does have a lot of great qualities that I think, like, if we did, you know, move forward, could be cool. But like, he's kind of a fuck boy, right? Okay. So I saw him this last Friday again, and like, he wasn't that drunk. He kind of is a drinker, not always though, because he like works during the week and like has that stuff all together you know but like when he goes he goes hard and um so like we were totally flirting and it was like cool and then he like got drunk and ended up flirting with this other girl and I was like okay cool lame like and I ended up leaving with my friend like by like 1 because I was like kind of over anyway I get home two in the morning he like calls me twice in the morning, he texts me and is like, Hey, we never finished our conversation. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Yeah, well, you know, you and the girl really seemed to be having like a moment for the rest of the evening. So I left. And he's like, Oh, fuck. Like, I'm so sorry. And apologizing and blamed it on her. Like, Oh, she was so aggressive. And it was like, Yeah, it looked like you guys were both equally into it, dude. You know? Um, so. Now I'm kind of, like, a little sprung on him again, even though he's clearly a fuckboy. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me when I would be into a guy still who would do something like that? And then third of all, um, okay, so I'm, like, like going through a breakup with this guy who's, like, my best friend, but we're not in love with anymore. And he's amazing. But, you know, so I think that might have something to do with it. Like, I just really want to get picked down. Okay, so
1: I know if I need a recap, usually that means the audience will too. So do you guys mind like basically from what I understand, this girl has a friend of 10 years. It's like a guy friend. He helped her move, which you guys were said was like, oh, that's the bare minimum. I was like, "Mm, he's a good friend. So (laughs) let's just start off there. Um, Whoa, I just sounded really loud for a second. Is there something going? No? No. Okay, so then – she and this guy hook up.
2: December. They hook up twice in December. Yeah. We are in March for those of you listening in the future.
1: And so she was like. People binge. You're smart. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. So we like.
2: It's a good podcast.
1: So I'm like, so we. So basically she's like, I don't want anything to come from this. That's right? what she
2: says. But to she us doesn't now. sound
1: at all like that's the case. Like she, she was like, she then- I was
2: fine with it. But I've said that shit too. Oh so yeah, I'm, no, I'm not like, trying to project on her. I'm mocking but I, it because like,
1: I'm mocking myself. Yeah, like, like yeah. At this,
2: I like she <laughs> may. I'm an idiot.
1: There like are- I've done so many stupid things in my life. It's fucking unreal. So like,
2: first of all, this is a Tuesday we get in it. my twenties. Like, we get it. yeah. Well, like, honey, we get it. Um, so she hooks up with dude bro twice in December. And now it is March, Mm. late March, no, mid-March. And so it is mid-March. Tomorrow is the Feast of St. Patrick. Uh, And so she- I think that – so I don't think she cheated on her boyfriend. I think she got a boyfriend after this. So to, yeah. she she hooks up with dude bro twice. Then there's some guy she likes. She's like, I like you. And the guy's like, I like you. And that's her boyfriend for a few months. Now she's in the middle of a breakup trying to break up with boyfriend. Yeah. And she's like – runs, runs into
1: homie, homie. And then he blows her off at the bar for the other girls. And
2: then he's like hitting her up Booty after. Call. Like, what's up? What's up? Which very clearly is him being like, oh, man, I didn't score with the other chick. I want to yep. fuck this yeah. girl. Yeah. Yeah. Been there, plan, been plan there. I've, yeah, been let's that, go back to I've been that. have been that dude, <laughs> and I've been,
1: I've been her. Oh yeah, the other
2: girl. I've been the bar stool. I've been a lot of. <laughs>
1: I've been everyone in this. Situation. That's like the polite of these things in your twenties, because like you're. I'm talking
2: about like in my thirties
1: though. Well, either way, <laughs> I was thirty-eight, Molly. Well, like you're mad at everyone. No, like, true. But in your twenties, it's you've angry. Been time. every person in the scenario, <laughs> yes. but like I mean, I've like watched Lifetime movies and been like like "Mm, well I can't pick a side here like I mean I felt that way watching Jodi Arias like I literally am like it's really hard to pick a side I don't know so I will say that like I don't know if he
2: did it but I understand yeah so
1: this is I this is very relatable and also in a weird way like you know if I was the boyfriend that was getting broken up with I'd be like oh so she's back she's fucking this this Jamoke that she was with before me, <laughs> Yeah, she Jamoke. probably liked him the whole fucking time. Like they're everyone in this has their own angle except for, for the fuckboy who like knows he's being a fuckboy yeah. and like kind of just, which we've also all been, I think at some point where we're like, I don't fucking care, like whatever, yeah. like maybe I'll throw it in, maybe I'll be friends with this girl. Like, you know, sometimes like it really is heartbreaking to realize like how much time a guy has put in, like, low-key trying to fuck you or, like, just, like, how easily he'll throw away your friendship to have that opportunity. Yeah, Like, it's it's very disheartening. (laughs) And I see that as someone that's gone for it or not gone for it in, like, various scenarios. And it's just – it's a shitty situation. Um, I have a
2: friend of 20 years. Time doesn't matter. I have a friend of 20 years who on and off over the years have, like – you know, we've never had the kind of sex that can make a baby, which is the only kind of sex that counts, which is when a man puts a penis inside a woman's vagina. Um and what about lesbian sex? No, it doesn't count because the Lord isn't there. The right. Lord's only there when a sperm mm. can swim upstream into the hell mouth of your giners yeah. and make a baby. That's the only kind of sex. <laughs> so, but so he and I have never had the only kind of sex the Lord sanctions. But we've had <laughs> other kinds of sex, like when your tonsils get pregnant. And sure. so, like, oh, but this dude, I think I know. Sure. I'm so sorry. That was very gross. Uh, um, was just, bisexuals no, are disgusting. Christina
1: yeah, handed out condoms on the streets of New York City as a
2: teen. So. Oh, you I
1: sweet, did. wonderful yeah. teen! Yeah, <laughs> um, like, oh. I love not, not like, like those
2: kids and kids. They were troubled.
1: No, I, I will was trying say to say this them. though. Like I, it's it's it is community service, but I can never get over that the most appropriate person they found to hand out condoms on the street was a 14-year-old girl.
3: I was 16. Okay. <laughs> Either way. It's and like, we we're handing them out to I'd other teens. I'd be like, teens. not my daughter.
2: No, I know. You but... just gave the be- a New York City side eye where you very oh, slightly no. moved your head to the right and gave a side eye to be like, let me be specific with no, you about a condom-related situation. That's what <laughs> she does
1: with me about Flat Earth after she <laughs> already admitted she believes in it,
3: too. I did never <laughs> said that. <Yeah>. I never <laughs> said that. But also, I found the pamphlet I made when I was part of that organization organization as a teen wait a flat, flat earth a flat earth no. anti AIDS <laughs> organization
2: the earth is oh, flat no hiv so i would love to reveal that
1: pamphlet i used no, to be a little condom condom virgin pamphlet.
2: yeah, yeah. Anti- anti- i was so much like uh once i got out of my home homopho- of internalized queer phobia um phase i was still in the i'm not gonna have sex till i'm married phase but i was also in the mm-hmm. it's okay phase i think i was like 16 so i was like yeah i'll learn about how to use condoms and teach my peers
1: Wait, we forgot. Oh, I want oh, to get to the girlfriend. pamphlet, but we forgot. Our we have to go back to. Right. So you and your friend were having the sex that. Oh, we we that, had that only God mouth
2: sex, like where right. your uvula has triplets, and so we've only done that a few times. I always forget how many times, and he's like, "It's three times." I'm like, "We ha- really what?" See, that always freaks remember. me out
1: when it's like he's controlling the number, and it's like he was
2: right though. Don't I make, just make don't me don't feel remember. crazy, motherfucker. Like, why do you have this off the top of your dome? Because like, it was that good. So this guy. I and I have had gotten down not in years, but we've had like you know we've sexted or we've whatever, and uh, I know he would like throw it in and then be like whatever. Like sure. he's look, I lovely human being, but like we serve a certain purpose in each other's lives, I'm right? Sorry.
3: Get over the <laughs> phrase. <laughs> Throw it in.
2: It's a real casual throw situation. It in you know I
3: love throw it in. One of my
2: favorites is toss your beans up her muff. That's a really great one. <laughs> it's a solid move. That's real fucking gross. <laughs> it's so like, I mean like it, I, oh I'm okay God. with it. I've come to terms with it. But that is real <laughs> gross. <laughs> so
3: gross. Yeah. But
2: yeah like look this is not somebody I've hooked up with in years and years. This has not been a thing in years. I know it could be if I wanted to be. What I'm trying to break it down for this young lady is 10 years of friendship means Shit. I don't care if it's six months of friendship, six days of friendship, thirty-five years of friendship. If this dude is single or not, and still thinks he can get it in, he's gonna try to get it in. Christina, this Christina, I likes love you. it when Christina goes gets on a roll like this. It kills me because, <laughs> like, it's
1: what's so funny is like what makes Christina laugh like that. <laughs> so cute. That is like we have always talked about how we we like are still always figuring out how and why we're friends, and like this is how Christina. This is like why you're funny. Like before, Christina was saying, "Why am I funny?" Like you're funny because what you think is funny. Like that is another reason why. It's like I was so not. I remember we were. Cleaning you can your be apartment like dirty. Once.
3: Like you can be oh, yeah. very dirty, very Christina. Dirty. <laughs> um, what were you? Say? I was saying we were cleaning out your apartment once, and you like dug in the couch and pulled out a VHS like cassette of Homeward Bound Two, and I lost <laughs> it for like a solid ten minutes because I was like, "How did that get there?" It's where it needed I have to be. never
1: had a VCR in LA.
2: <laughs> like, truth is, how did that I was get like, there? How did they get there? We have no idea. We may never know, but I love <laughs> that it was there. I'll admit that's funny. Not <laughs> yeah, right? the first I'm, homeward I'm, bound. I'm, it was
3: homeward
1: bound. I'm too. good for some good ones sometimes. Okay, but so basically, <laughs> I get it. Um, yo, just here's the deal. Like, you have to like um, do your best to cut this off bec- yes. before it becomes a worm in your head because. Yes. You will think about this motherfucker for five years. So if if it's not too late, like do your best to kind of reprogram now. Go get Dick down elsewhere Mm -hmm. because that's obviously what you want. And by the way, just to reframe, any sense of like safety that you have with this guy, it should be squandered by now. Mm -hmm. Like by the way he treated you, like this isn't like... Oh, I know him. So like let's just hook up. Like this isn't even ex-sex. Like this is just oh, it turns out my friend is a fuckboy. This is
2: disrespectful. Like if I was at a party with you gals and removing the possibility of sex in this in this imaginary scenario, like if it would be rude if we were hanging out and talking and then all of a sudden I turned my attention to somebody else oh. and ignored you completely and rude. then like and rude. then not yeah, nice, not kind. Fuck nice. And kind, then when not clearly kind.
1: the after party Fuck that this nice. new person mm-hmm. was going to take you to, like went fell
2: uh, fell through, they wanted to come sleep on How your couch. How rude! Though. If me yeah. to text either it's of you like, gals and be like, "Oh, uh, can I just crash?" Yeah. or like, "Hey, what's up?" No, 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 no. So this man is not engaging but in kind behavior.
1: So let's just be honest too that there's like definitely a part of you, especially if you're like craving chaos in your life, mm-hmm. that like wants to double down on that. And be like, yo, like I'll fucking make
2: you miss me, mm-hmm. like you know,
1: like you oh, it's gonna go this way. Well, just wait till you see, and then the joke's on you. A so- real
2: perform, like not going no contact. There's a there's a book. Um, there Shahida Araby writes a lot about uh, toxic narcissism and narcissistic abuse and stuff. And, and I'm not saying that's what this is at all, but she talks about no contact, going no contact. Sometimes that's the only thing you can do with somebody who's, you know, not working on their borderline or not working on their excuse me, narcissism or whatever, if it's negatively affecting you, anybody who's not working on their shit, it may be better for you if possible to go no contact or low contact. But there is a form of no contact that is, I call it performative no contact. It's not real because it's not, I need to cut you off because it's not good for me. It's, I'm going to cut you off to teach you a lesson until I decide it's time to bring you back in. Right. And that's where I, 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 if I was in this girl's headspace, I'd be like, guess what? And just like not talk to them for two weeks. And then be like, Oh, Hey, like that's not real. That's not a healthy choice. So no. it may be, it may be worthwhile for her to, first of all, listen to the very silly audiobook, the power of the pussy. It's very stupid, but it has some interesting factoids. And then second of all, I don't know, maybe like it might be cool to talk to a counselor or a therapist about what you really want in a relationship and, what you think it might take to get there, and also think about your own happiness and health before you think about pleasing somebody else. And I say this because I just had a conversation with my shrink about it, and I'm Aww. clearly old enough to be your grandma. So <laughs> I would say, since you are a younger lady, I would really advise you to start to get clear on what you want, what brings you true joy, not just temporary pleasure of like he paid attention to me. And you know, you're probably going to need to fuck you know up a bunch of times to learn. She like a girl who has a summer house. Ooh, like I and, and I don't mean house. that even like she's I rich. I
1: just feel like like in Massachusetts, like a lot of people just have summer houses. Like that's something that even people who are like on a budget do, and like or I, they
2: inherit it from grandma or grandpa. One hundred percent. All eighteen of it's your cousins a lot go of it's family and it's like five exactly, feet
1: exactly. And I feel like this girl has a summer house in her life and. I just get, like get that vibe from you. I just want you to know that an emotional collar. summer house. I a, know. I just, like this, I just feel like this. I just feel like this caller. Like I could just see her in a summer house as a kid, and I don't know that. Like kind of like makes you who you are as a person, and I just see that in her
2: voice. I hear it in her voice. Like a playful, sweet journey. I don't even know what it
1: is. It's maybe just more of a gut instinct. I don't know. Oh, I like. This. I just feel like I that's, want to follow
2: up from her to find out if she like has, has a think summer house. About,
1: don't you ever like just and anything you read like on reddit or like people who call this how can i always think about like what their life looks like
2: i'm and i'm happy to be wrong i think she is a pretty lady who doesn't fully value um her worth but that's i could also be talking about lots of gals that i know most gals that i know i think that she likes this guy. And I think that it's okay to like somebody and recognize that they're not the person for you and you can't change them. Because based on his behavior alone, I don't think he's the person for her. I don't think he's necessarily a bad dude. I think he's like, oh, she's cool and I like to fuck.
1: (laughs) No, I meant like I think she probably doesn't eat breakfast. Like I'm just like thinking about what her life, like I don't mean it in any of it in a negative or positive way. I just like her vibe, you know what mm. I mean? She needs to start
2: you need to Don't eat breakfast.
1: Think? I think that she reluctantly accepted that scrunchies were back and like is ha- <laughs> and now is happy about it. Like yeah. I got I get I hope that you, you know, you have a, you're young. This should not determine the course of your life. Oh, it
2: won't. You're
1: But if be in okay. some way it might maybe it'll be like, you know, you wind up moving to a new state and that's like the exciting next thing that That's the exciting thing about your age is who fucking knows, man. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd be dead for sure by now. I thought I would be dead by my own
2: hand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But when I was 22, I was like, oh, I'll definitely either die somehow, like tragically, like something like outside of my um, outside of my control or like I will be like so famous that like a fan kills me. Or Ooh, I will. You are or, wearing a
2: Selena shirt.
1: Or I will uh, suicide myself. Like surely by thirty five. I was like, there's no way.
2: I thought I would either be dead by my own hand long ago, or I would be married
1: oh, with yeah. a
2: couple teenagers.
1: Yeah, very much that same diff. Really, Comes, that's you really know,
2: half dozen of this college of the a other closing,
1: deciding door moment for me. Like I really think that. If I had not gone to this, like, if I hadn't gone to Boston College in particular, my whole life would have been different. I almost went to Suffolk because I wanted to study, like, I wanted to be a lawyer.
2: My dad went to BC for a semester and then was really, like, homesick and moved back to New Jersey. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was, like, a a transfer school, like... Mm-mm, no, he went to BC and I went to Emerson and dropped out and then finished at Warren Wilson College in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh. Let's just share stories about Wait, education. Wait, what was, um,
1: what was, um... What do they call them when it's like a school that you just go to to transfer
3: out of it? Oh, I don't know, oh, like a junior college. Yeah,
1: well, no, like Ithaca. Like uh, Nicole transferred. Our last guest, I, uh, my friend went to Ithaca. My best friend Bethany went to Ithaca, and she was the only person I knew who stayed there for all four years. Um, and like oh. everyone else I knew, they they have Is it a, a starter school, like starter a starter school, marriage? Or something like it's called a starter school or something. It's maybe even more derogatory, but it's like. The school that you go to, so that you can actually go to Georgetown the next
3: year. Oh, Got okay. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know? uh, yeah,
2: the, where you you can get into one school and then you really get kill it there up, with great yeah. grades. I think mean,
3: like Hofstra is a school like that. Yeah, that's like the a,
1: Hofstra a, to a NYU Hofstra Hofstra pipeline. Is totally that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Got to do your LIU to your Hofstra to your NYU. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I, I guess there's a lot of like. I mean, we've talked about this the last three fucking podcasts, but this college scandal is like I guess is bringing back a lot of like memories for everyone about yeah
2: what all that shit was like Like, I haven't talked for people who like never I'm sorry to to interrupt but for people who never went to go to college wanted to go to college I think it's bringing up some relief also some resentment like there's a lot coming up for a lot of different people in my life depending on their I used to be a high school teacher too so that's interesting thinking about my students and you know, at this little charter school in the Southwest, like where they went, what they chose to do. And I, you know, uh, I, as far as I can tell, my most financially successful students went to a certificate program and, um, started their own businesses. Yeah. (laughs) Just anecdotally from my own experience randomly. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Crazy, crazy, crazy,
1: like crazy. We've learned so much. Not everyone needs to go to college. Nope. And I think that was, again, I keep saying this is, Killing me. I can't believe someone that was already making money or parents thought you need to go to fucking college. Like, that's the... Like, that's insane. I will say,
3: unless you're learning a specific trade, it can be very hard Everyone needs to get a, go to college in the sense that like you will soon not be able to get a job without having a I, college degree. I, well, listen, and that's I why would really never re- to go paper. to
1: college, but kind. if my parents had a hundred million dollars and yeah. I was already making my own money, right, 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 I would not go to yeah, college. Yeah,
2: be a, be the little Instagram star that you are. Like you're, you're just going. <laughs> Excuse me, she
1: makes YouTube videos. Okay. <laughs>
2: you're just going to college because your parents think that you got to check the box. You're probably not going to finish. And like. You know, this is all a ritual. This is all performing the idea of what uh, a girl of your status is supposed to do. And real- if you don't ass, give a shit about school anyway. Fuck it. Realize go people, to Saint Bart's like, or whatever.
1: Go collect loans, and like that's a real like triggering point for them to like you know know that they like struggled and took out loans and you know dealt with that. The fucking Sally May calls for years, and like you know, I I, I don't know. I I don't know. I I, I don't dealing. really have an articulate thought about it anymore because I've been I've been like you've been you guys have been so analyzing it. I'm also sure. just I'm so mad about it. Like every time I think about it, I find a new thing to be mad at about it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, do we have any more calls or anything? Are we wrapping this
2: bad boy up? This was. Will lovely. you please come back? I would love to. This was really so <laughs> special and so much fun. And since we're all going to be. So insanely wealthy, we can just buy <laughs> dormitories and name them after WAGs. Oh my God. All I of love our apology, Wagon stuff building. The our Paul kids, Wagon stuff library. library. We'll send, you know, we'll send other people's kids to school. We'll send Wait a minute. Uh, our kids, other people's kids, kids who don't want to go to college will be like, "Too bad, free ride to Harvard. I bought a dormitory <laughs> named it after you, stranger on the street." I
1: realized that we fucked up big with what? the lawyer call. That I should have put the only lawyer in the room on oh. the phone. Wags is a lawyer. Yes. Oh. If honey, if he can make it, you can make it. Okay, this boy has survived a lot, and he's a lawyer. Um <laughs> he just like notarizes he looks so proud stuff right these now. days. He's like yeah, yeah. He, he, he let us um, You can also certificate use if you if you certification.
2: If you drop out of law school eventually, it's fine. I've plenty of friends who've done it and gone on to much happier, healthier careers. I also have friends who've done it and uh my friend hated it and hated it and hated it and then she started volunteering for a, a group that's like Raises, right, like on the border, yeah. um, helping keep families together. Yeah. And doing like pro bono shit for political campaigns. Like you can use it in a lot of very interesting ways.
1: But yeah, it's true. You're right. It's also like a fucking it's a perfect place, a staging place for wannabe actors, politicians, comedians, and comedians. Oh god. And uh and uh fucking sociopaths. The sociopath, uh-huh. sociopath loves loves being a lawyer. So <laughs> yes. Yeah, just uh, yeah. Oh God, they wanna be writers. You're right, because lawyers are really writers. Yeah, like it's a lot very, of them, it's incredible. They wanna be writers or actors, a lot of, a lot of them. documents are just like I'm like, ooh, someone put some Flav on this. Mm, like I love, I love it when someone when there's like a casual yet informative, yet like unique style to a case document.
3: Nothing makes
2: me I more feel thrilled. Like about,
3: uh, I feel like that about a Supreme Court justice like dissent document. That's how you I feel. love a good
2: dissent. I love an unnecessary adjective in a contract. Mm-hmm.
3: I love that I so love when I look that. at it, I'm
2: like that didn't need to be there. You were really doing it today. I do.
1: That's you're exactly right.
2: <laughs> Nail on the head with that one, honey. Okay. <laughs>
1: well, people can find you all over the internet. Yes. Want to give a specific? You have a podcast. I can do. To.
2: I have a podcast that I would love to have you on. It's called Where You From, and uh, Anchor FM slash Where You From, and of course, Where Are You From is on. All over the place, uh, not all of this, but it's in all your podcast places. I just trademarked the name. Very exciting. Didn't, that's, that's, probably didn't need to spend the money, but did deal. it. Did it. Had I mean, a moment and did it's it. It's
1: very expensive to trademark yep. something. Yeah, I
2: had to drop like 850 or something um, on it.
1: Thousand?
2: No, $850. So oh, that, wait a minute. I legal zoomed that motherfucker. I wanted
1: to, I wanted to trademark crypto, bitch. And my lawyer told me that it was like 20 grand.
2: I mean, it I just, I only did it, things. I only did it specifically for like a certain thing and I legal oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm but, a crypto bitch though.
2: I love crypto bitch. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, so Where You From is great. You can listen to the origin stories of Ben Stiller and Adam Pally and Christina Hutchinson and various other humans. And uh, then also I'm at Sarah J. Benincasa on Twitter and Instagram and I'm at Where You From Pod. Wait, no. Okay. Forget about that. Um... At excellent coats on irritated women. Excellent coats on irritated women, my Instagram project where it's a lot of coats and angry women. That sounds fabulous. Wags Yay. stinks so
1: bad, you guys, right now. Um, <laughs> I do I do want to say about your Twitter that you're just a great person to follow. I try to always say this if like a guest is a signif- like you. very yes, good at this. I actually really just because it. like Thank you so offer like a nice amount amount of like commentary but also information, and so it's a good way to like Find stories that you wouldn't normally find Ooh, through sort of the you. way that you comment on it. Because that's what I love about like following people is people who are like putting unique stories in my feed that w- wouldn't necessarily always come to I me. I love that
2: too. That's one reason I, I do still enjoy Twitter despite its many problematic aspects is that. Um, I can read about stuff, get access to blogs and various things that I just never would have heard of. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I am learning a lot about intersectional feminism and astrology all at once. Who knew? Like, yeah. I'm learning a lot about, um, you know, paleontology. Awesome. So, thank you so much for having me. Of on. course. I and it. I meant
1: to say this like two episodes ago, but like, shout out Alex Trebek, and like, I love you, oh, and I like, I him. hope I know that you listen to this, Alex. So, like, I hope that. That you start feeling better,
2: mm-hmm. and uh, hit yeah. us up on Hinge or not, Mall's because she's not dating right now. No. But maybe it's the future, and you but are. But like, but
1: in the future, like a much better, even more evolved version of me will be on Hinge. So <laughs> if you like what you hear now, just wait. Okay, all right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks, bye. Bye.